Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions Radio. Red Heat and Rage. Rage. I am Rage. Gabriel Morenci sitting alongside the Raging Redhead. Cam Astort. Game 7. At least I think it's a game seven. Are they playing tonight? I don't know. I know. <laughs> that was my girlfriend. She's like, I'm at, she's, I'm at the bar waiting for you for the Jets game. Text message. Game is tomorrow. See you, see you soon. <laughs> well, she's, no, nobody even knew. She's like, are you coming to meet me for the Jets she's game? She's going to be pretty drunk uh, by the time you get there. Yeah, yeah. Pick up some dim sum, baby. Yeah, pr- pretty drunk. Yeah, I know. A lot of people just assume the game uh, was last night. And last night somebody asked me, uh, and Marenzi, uh, now that the uh, the Boston Celtics have uh, beaten the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, when uh, when will the series start against the Boston Celtics? And I told him, I don't know, July 3rd. <laughs> it's like, you know, Golden State and uh, Houston. They're not playing till Monday. Monday, I know. So it's already been two nights since they both won. So we're talking five? They should have played Saturday. Yeah, I, I agree. Or, you know, even you said worst case scenario, Sunday matinee. People like to do things on Sunday. You get home from church, you watch a little basketball. I think Sunday's a good spot. <laughs> you put your money in the collection plate. You get, get then, you, church, yeah. then you call your bookie. My mom asked me, to, she goes, are you going to start coming to church with me? I'm like, I don't know. I really like sleeping in on Sunday, but it's a good lifestyle move. I don't know. I, I told you the Ted DiBiase story uh, before. Yeah, it's a good story. Very yeah. good story. When uh, Buddy said, no, nah, I don't have time uh, to go to church. I don't, uh, I don't believe in God. Right. Ted DiBiase said, how's that working yeah. out for you? Not very well, sir. As the guy was crying into his tears, <laughs> into his drink, <laughs> in a hotel bar. <laughs> I should start going back to church. Uh, church is, it actually, uh, it, and you know what, I got to admit, Gabe, you're going to hate the guy like me. I'm the church goer for like the one or two times a year when the family's like, come on, Palm Sunday, or got to see you on Christmas for the kids play, you know, they're doing the nativity scene. Once you get, if you get into <laughs> and, the And the routine. minister knows too, the minister knows you're a part-timer. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And in the back of his mind, he's like, hmm, I used to see you a lot when you were in confirmation. He's looking at you like you're some kind of stooge now. So, Well, I'm just I'm just saying, and you wonder why you have such uh, bad luck, such bad news. Yeah, that's true. I, actually, I really don't think God really cares about uh, Gambler and, uh, and other things. No, He's got bigger problems. And we all know that Lord Gambler is a hideous bitch goddess. Yes. Uh, with, uh, with bad intentions. <laughs> Last night, though. Gambler was a sexy goddess for the Celtics. Finally, we got uh, something good. Said Red Heat and Happiness, Marenzi. Finally, we cash a future. Boston, crazy price. Great call. Great, great, just crazy price at the start of the series. It shouldn't have been like that. And they are underdogs uh, once again. And uh, for the record, uh, the Cavaliers and the Celtics play Sunday afternoon at 3.30 Eastern. And then uh, Monday oh, okay. night. 
Monday night at 9.05 is the uh, Warriors and the Rockets. So yeah, it's going to be good. It's not as bad as we thought. Yeah, once they get going. Sunday's not too bad. If they would have waited till like Monday, Tuesday, but at least we got something on Sunday, too. That's good. And I imagine in the National Hockey League, I don't know. I give up predicting what's going to happen with the National Hockey League uh, schedule. Uh, but we're, we're, we're entering into the dog days of, uh, of summer soon here, Kev. Oh, yeah. You they, get, you, they're you, punching you, us early. Oh, it's, yeah. Normally, the dog days of summer don't really arrive until like the third, the third week of June, June, yeah, uh, or so. But uh, here we are right now. It's early May, and already the dogs are barking. You said dog it, buddy. days. <laughs> I know. There's no hockey last night. No basketball now until Sunday. Tonight, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Reds. I can see a lot of uh, the dog, the milk bone special. But as you stated, uh, we did crush the board last night, both me and Cam. We did. Baseball uh, was good. Gave you the uh, the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia 76er Boston Celtic game to go over the number. It sailed over the number. Told you the Boston Celtics uh, were going to win. Hammered the baseball last night. We responded. Uh, Julio Turan, a uh, great road start as expected. I think we went 4-1. and one. Only one loss in baseball last night was uh, Washington, Toronto Blue Jays. Actually, our pitchers uh, were... Baltimore Orioles. Buddy, our pitchers were great last night. Yeah. Lucchese, like, you know what I'm starting to learn about this stuff, Gabe? I'm going cheap with pitchers because every time you get a guy that's like 11000 bucks or whatever, it's like it's always a disappointment. I'm, I'm just telling you, you could stack that lineup with better hitters. I'd rather take a chance with mid-grade pitching. It's working. You know what, it works tonight, more than often. You know what, though? I'm tonight, not paying 11000 for J-Hap. Yeah, you know what's funny, though? Good. One of the guys I like today, and I looked at I look at the the players even before I look at the prices. Yep. So I'm just you know looking over the previews of the games, and uh, out of all the pitchers, I'm like, man, I like Jay Happ tonight. I do like Happ. I like Jay Happ, and then I see Jay Happ's the most expensive pitcher on the board tonight. I'm like, holy crap! I don't like I don't like him, like him anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, it's pretty pretty expensive. Sounds expensive. <laughs> uh, pretty, yeah, pretty expensive. I, I agree. I like looking for the the value. Uh, you know, how about our boy Bueller? Uh, yeah. Walker Bueller on the on the Dodgers already ten thousand five hundred dollars. Cam that, and his that, first start he was sixty two hundred. That's too much. Then he went to eight thousand. Then he went to uh, eight thousand six hundred. Yeah, I don't know. He's pretty good, Cam. He is good. He's second most expensive pitcher on the board tonight. I think I'm going to dig a little deeper around uh, the waters of uh, Garrett Richards. I'm thinking that type of uh, $8,900. I like the situation at home. And uh, a stud that gets no respect on a bad team, Caleb Smith. His numbers are absolutely staggering. We'll go over that in the DFS hour. So other than that, Gabe, lots of big bats. So you cashed a nice ticket with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I, really, uh, I really needed it. To, uh, to, to win the series against the Philadelphia 76ers. Series price right now, Cleveland Cavaliers minus two ninety. It's crazy. Boston Celtics plus two thirty five and too high again. Yeah, and don't forget that the uh, the Boston Celtics are the ones with home court advantage. Give me the Boston Celtics plus two thirty five to win the series. At our sports book, what would you have made? Uh, what would you have made Cleveland a buck buck sixty? Nah, not even that high. Buck fifty. Yeah. Buck fifty tops. Not minus two seventy. What the uh, the Cam and Morenci Sportsbook, where we offer five rock uh, teasers? Yeah, we we offer curling teasers. Come on, man, get your get your act together, sportsbooks. Like, what kind of book doesn't have a curling teaser? Like, how do you not have curling teasers? Uh, Curling's hot. It's it's hot. Golden State Warriors minus one eighty against the Houston Rockets. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers are a minus two ninety. I think the Warriors. I think I think the Celtics could win. I can't guarantee it. Obviously, I do believe that the Warriors are going to win uh, against the Rockets in five or six games. I think the Boston Cleveland probably go seven. It's going to be a battle. 
It's LeBron James. Yeah, the fact that you're getting Boston at that price, though, yeah. it, it's an absolute, like, it's just one of those things that, as a gambler, it's a must play. It, it, the line's way inflated put it because this way. of LeBron. How the hell can the yep. Toronto Raptors be minus 225 against yes. this team? Yet the, Celtic, the Cavaliers are minus 290 against the Celtics? Like, is the Raptors were a one seed? The Celtics are a two seed. I know. That is stupid. Like, I, I don't. I don't no, get. The, actually, it's a lack of disrespect to, to the. I'm going to tell you to the Boston Celtics. Without, and they're actually as healthy as they've, they've been in a while without Kyrie Irving. Great point. And without our fandom of the Toronto Raptors and having Marenzi Studios in the backyard, any person that we know smashed Cleveland and just made a kill. I got to tell you something. Sportsbooks often don't give away money, but these NBA lines have been looser than I've ever seen yeah, in my life. they're a little off. Like, ever they, doing they have been off. Philadelphia, like, Boston, yeah, like, Cleveland, Toronto. Where's the main line guy? Is he on vacation? Because this seems like, it's like and look, even, offshore. Even though Cleveland was dominant and everyone was laughing, like, oh, everyone knew it. Well, the odds makers in Vegas didn't because they kept making exactly. Cleveland like four-point favorites only at home. Even. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and now, now it's like they they did a full reverse. You got to take Boston plus two thirty-five on the series price. Uh, Golden State Warriors are minus one eighty. Pete Annapolis is going to step up and in and join us. Um, Pete Annapolis, great uh, basketball analyst, RDS yep. uh, Television, and uh, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen. George Kurtz will join us. Game nice. seven, Cam. Talk, talk some pucks with George. Winnipeg and Smashville. Yeah. It's the whiteout versus Smashville. You know what the problem is? I know exactly what you're doing tonight, and uh, I, I just, the last time I, I needed something with the Leafs, you were on the right side with those heart bets, but <laughs> I, I'm basically all in with Winnipeg. Like, I got, I kind of yeah, like, already got a future. I, yeah, I'm all, I like, that's the thing. So the smart, the smart thing to do would probably be to uh, hedge. No, not, not, but Nashville's the favorite, so I don't, I don't want to lose that juice. Gabe, I'm kind of going to go down with the ship if it's Sinking, I'm all in with the the Jets tonight. I like the way they play on the road. I I'll tell you what, be a real, I think it's going to be a real tight game. I'm actually road might, teams. I might bet the overtime prop tonight. I got a weird feeling it's going to be a special game. The road team has won four games in this series. Home yes. ice. What does it mean? It means nothing, dude. The home team is two and four. Road what? teams are four and two. Why do you think, Matt Moretz? We talked about it. Your Winnipeg Jets, you go into that environment and stuff, they're like, hey, let's play for the fans. Boom, you make a mistake, the other team's up one nothing. It happens all the time. And you can't make uh, this up as far as how close this is. So they're tied uh, three games apiece. Yep. They have the same amount of shots on goal. Are you kidding me? Wow. And the exact same amount of attempts. You can't make this up. Seriously? They have 177 shots each. And 338 attempts playing five-on-five five five hockey. Five. Taking away the power play. Honest. They have played six games, have the same amount of shots on goal, the same amount of attempts on goal. i got to tell you something, Renzi. I never went to Harvard or MIT, but that equation is like a lottery winning. Like, that's nuts. That's, that's got to be like 14, 15, 18 million to one. Yes. Yes. That's Powerball shit. You play six <laughs> games of hockey and somehow... Yes. We have you, the exact same. You both shots. have the same amount: three hundred and thirty-eight shot shots. attempts, and exactly one seventy-seven of them hit the net. That's, both teams. That's like I. I that's I how we in this. I gotta be honest with you. I'm flabbergasted right now. I'm like I'm stunned. That's nuts. That is. I, I, that, you said it, man. That's like millions and millions. I, <laughs> I, I've never heard of anything like that before, buddy. Anything. That's nuts. I'm. I, I'm going with the Jets. Winnipeg have won the. Uh, Two of the three games in Nashville outscoring yep. the Predators 14-8. to eight. This is the first game seven in uh, Winnipeg Jet franchise history. Yep. Those old teams with uh, Dale Howardchuck and Dave Babich, they used to get smoked by Gretzky uh, and crew, crew back then. 
they never made it very far. <laughs> no. Hey, Morris Lukowicz, sorry, buddy, you're playing golf again. That's the way it works. They'd only won two series before. They beat the Flames in like 86 yeah. and 87, exactly. 80, 85 and 86 yeah. or something like that. <laughs> you could pick on the Flames back then, but not the Oilers. But game seven, and look, road the road team has dominated the series four and two, as we mentioned. But I've always said, Cam, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of smart people like me have always said, <laughs> home ice doesn't matter until game seven. seven. It's one of those, it's sort of like the World Series. Look at baseball. You don't really think of home field in baseball like being sort of a dominant thing. And in baseball, in the World Series, it isn't until game seven. I can go down the list of game sevens. Yeah, in the won game. by the home team? Oh, in Major League yeah. Baseball, it's insane. The home team always wins game seven, Ken. Hockey and baseball. Hockey's a little bit different. Hockey's a little bit more random. I want to, uh, I want to get a percentage uh, here. I'm just let saying. Me just, yeah, let me yeah. just ask our research team. Yo, <laughs> yo, research, research. Please look up and let us know. Um, NHL Game Seven home team records, please. All right, uh, our research team will get back to us on this. Hey, if we had a if we had one of those Siri boxes and we asked that, would it know? It doesn't know stuff that specific. Like, I remember on the weekend, I asked it some questions. It really pissed me off. A lot of Series I don't understand. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, I, I didn't like it. Like, if you really ask it a question, it's not giving you a true answer. Overrated boxes. Don't you think? All right. Uh, let's ask Siri. Yeah. You, you got one? Okay. Perfect. I guarantee this does not know. I, I, I'm, I'm all in. No, I'll bet a lot of money. Yeah. I'll bet a lot of money Siri will not know the answer. Siri, what is the record of Game 7 NHL home teams in the playoffs? And uh, Siri gave me the NHL standings. Yeah, the standings. (laughs) Thanks for the lightning tip. (laughs) Thanks for the standings, Siri. It's like not even close. No, not even. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, she, she's actually telling me which teams have qualified for the playoffs. Oh, that's, that's, that's good to know. Thanks, Siri. It's like, yeah. It's, it's completely yeah, useless. It is, actually. Like, like, no, I, honestly, Moretzi, like, I've never seen one before. I know you gave one to, like, uh, your, your mom as a gift and whatever, and I, I saw no, one. No, that, I, that, that no, that Ask Alexa stuff is more advanced. Like, way more advanced. Yeah, this, this, this is an older version I have. You know, it gets it gets complicated when you ask it specific questions with statistics and stuff in it. If you go, who won the 1984 Stanley Cup or ding? Like, no, nah, but you if you ask that, it who won the 1984, Alexa would probably answer. Yes. But if you ask Siri right now on this little MacBook uh, or iPad, you ask who won the 84 Stanley Cup, she'd probably just pop up a list of Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Well, I don't know, man. You know, basically what I expect, Cam, is basically uh, Siri probably works for everything else. But like all women, uh, my Siri doesn't listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's I think that's the gist of it. Yeah, the gist of it is no. Sort of like I'm sure your Mac Pro, MacBook Pro at home works fine. Mine uh, mine is uh, not so much. You know what I'm saying? No, me's not so much. Nobody listens to me, Morenzi. That's the thing. My woman, nobody. <laughs> oh, man. Interesting stuff, Gabe. We got some good news on the golf course. I got Alex Norens leading. Love the Thursday Warrior T1 right now. And uh, the one guy we didn't talk about as uh, out of the big guys, Dustin Johnson, put in a smooth 
Six under. He's tied for the lead, too. Webb Simpson, Dustin Johnson, Alex Noren topping the leaderboard right now at the Players' Championship. Very easy scoring conditions. A lot of guys are going low. So we'll see what happens there. Good start to, to, to the DK teams, though. we got a lot of guys that are playing really well. All right. Uh, our research team uh, has uh, come through here. Really? Yeah. You I mean you? Yeah. <laughs> There's no Santa Claus. Yeah. I bought that. Yeah, me. <laughs> That's the best. Four years old. <laughs> and then the snake. I, I used to hate those rubber snakes, too. I, like, I, I'd have a heart attack. All right. Um... I'm looking. You're uh, squinting. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I'm looking for. I got uh, all kinds of different numbers. I'm trying to uh, log do, in. Do you need? Uh, do you need glasses, Morenci? No. LASIK surgery? No. I just got uh, short eye uh, eyewear. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see from far away, but but uh, up close gets worse. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, basically, the home team wins 60.7 percent of the time. Still pretty good. 60-40, 61-39. That's home team advantage. I just uh, I don't want to lay the juice with uh, Nashville tonight. No thanks. That game should be closer uh, to like 130-140. So George Kurtz is going to join us. Nice. We're going to talk some hockey with George Kurtz. Uh, we'll break down game uh, seven. He'll join us a little bit later on. Pete Annapolis uh, will join us on the program. We'll talk some NBA uh, basketball. We've got uh, some other stuff uh, to get to on the program. We'll yeah. get you caught up as far as uh, TPC Sawgrass. TPC Sawgrass uh, is concerned, including uh, Phil Mickelson's interesting choice of wardrobe, although it's not going to get a sunburn, at least. We know that. <laughs> he might close the deal on the golf course, though. That's a that's a power shirt. Yeah, Phil, Phil Mickelson. Where's your briefcase, Phil? Phil Mickelson's wearing a dress shirt. Yeah, like straight up long. And, it, and that looks like a thick cotton blend. That doesn't look like it's breathable. It's like 90, degree, 90 <laughs> degrees in Florida right now. Humid, muggy. Like everyone else is sweating like crazy. Oh yeah, you should see me out there. It's like, well, why I'm, would I'm he, sweating here? Why would he be wearing a dress shirt? Basically, because uh, Phil's always been looking for a shirt that he can go uh, from the boardroom right to the golf course. Exactly. Without changing, and he's found one, and he happens to have uh, a share of the company. Oh really? Some equity. <laughs> I'm sh- <laughs> yeah, but why not? Of course just, he does. Why not just wait until it's kind of cool at an event at some point yeah. in time? Or I don't understand, if you're making Phil, Phil Mickelson money, you don't have a short sleeve version of that shirt. Why the hell do you want to rock a, a heavy dress shirt in Florida? Well, anyway, I don't know. Phil, Phil's a weird dude, man. He gives Super Bowl tickets away, and then he does crazy stuff. And I'll tell you one thing, though. He likes to be different. He sure does. And he's got a lot of friends in high places, too, because some of his uh, business dealings have been uh, not on the up and up. <laughs> he always seems to get away with, oh, yeah. Like, his insider trading moves, I think, are pretty smooth. <laughs> Would you not say Morency every time he's he's always got a, he's got let's say hands and many pies. Yeah, well I don't know what happened with the Billy Walters uh, oh, yeah. situation. Yeah, there. that's interesting. Very interesting. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, Phil Mickelson, man, I don't know. We'll see how he plays today too. It's going to be really interesting. I want to see how he plays in that heavy, heavy shirt. He's got to take it off though. At the turn, I have a feeling things are going to get real ugly. Like he's going to, like, you've seen me sweat. He's going to get some nasty sweat stains there, and it's a pure white shirt too. It's going to stick there. No, it's not a good look. I jumped on, uh, I jumped on the Spenny Mac parlay, the special. Tell me, tell me one thing about the Spenny Mac parlay though, because everything's going good. Does he have Kevin Kisner in it? That's something I need to know. He's five over. He's the only guy that's really out of the good players. Shit the bed. Yeah. Not good. 
He's five over right now? Yep. How far off is he? He's T-138. Spenny! (laughs) Poor Spenny. I love Spenny. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Red Heat and Rage. Game Time Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Pete Annapolis will join us in about 15 minutes. We'll talk some NBA. George Kurtz joins us a little bit later on. We talk some NHL hockey with George Kurtz. We'll go over all the baseball lines. Uh, we got one hockey game uh, tonight. Yep. Uh, we've got no, um, no basketball until Sunday afternoon. We've got UFC, yep. there's some boxing on Saturday. But as I mentioned, Cam, we're getting into that uh, time yeah. of the year right get, now get, where get, the games, they're not going to be on TV every night. That's right. The pooches, dog days of summer, it's happening. And you know what? We ripped the NHL a lot tonight, though, Marenzi. Thursday, May 10th, we got a game seven tonight. And Friday, they're already kicking off uh, Capitals and Lightning Friday night. So that's that's a good way to roll out. And they got game two on Sunday. So it's going to be a nice little weekend. And we can break uh, that down uh, with exactly. George Kurtz as well. So as far as uh, TPC uh, is concerned. Let's check in on the live odds right now and the leaderboard. As Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson uh, had a nice uh, first day today. Uh, Cam, he's now plus five fifties, the top of the board, and uh, it's a four-way tie for first place uh, right now. Johnson, Norin, Simpson, and Hadley. Yeah, Chesson. The thing that shocks me is not seeing Dustin Johnson at the top of the board, but. A guy, and you've actually had him in your DK team. Chesson Hadley is one of these golfers. Like, every week I turn on, and, and he's there. Page two, making money. He's kind of like the modern-day Matt Kuchar. You know what I mean? You just look at him and go, oh, wow, he's another top ten, more money. But this guy's playing damn good golf right now. And i got to hand it to this. Some guys we call horses for courses. Siwoo Kim's been a ghost this Unbelievable. year. Unbelievable. Take a look, man. Again, here he, he is, defending the, champion. I don't understand. Like, some guys, I was watching, actually, I was watching Golf Channel before I came, and they were talking about some guys, like, you know, I only play good at three these three courses. I love this course. And Siwoo Kim, I don't know what it is, Marenzi, but his play at the players, TPC Soccer, it just fits his eye. There's something weird about it, but, man, he always brings his A game here. i got to hand it to this guy. He's been nowhere, T5. Good, good, good first round. You can still get uh, Siwoo Kim at uh, twenty-eight to one. Right I, th- I think it's worth putting like ten or twenty bucks on. I'm not going to say break the bank, but with his track record there, I think it's something you got to definitely look at. I got Norin at sixty-six to one. Uh, he's leading right now. God, that would be amazing. If, if Alex Norin wins this tournament, Marenzi, we're having a party, and uh, yeah, I'll spring for some stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll buy the keg because that would really help me out. So I've got that uh, twelve player to make the cut parlay: Rory, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, 
Justin Rose, Henrik Stenson, Ian Poulter, Patrick Cantlay, Matt Kuchar, Zach Johnson, Kevin Kistner, Daniel Berger, and Adam Hadwin. Yeah. Everyone seems to be doing all right except for Kisner. Yeah, and Spieth's not in that parlay, correct? No. Yeah, so the only guy, the only issue you have right now is uh, Kevin Kisner. He's already done. He's done his day for the day. He's five over par, though, man. Like, for a guy that really plays well there, that's very disappointing at the 77. But you know what? All it takes, if he can come fire back, maybe a four under round and three under, make that cut, Gabe, you're, you could be in a real good situation. Because I'm looking at these other guys. you got a lot of guys that are under par right now. It's good, good vibe. I, I, as, a, as a live well, these play, parlays are 25 and 30, 35 to yeah, 1 for a reason. Exactly. Right? It's hard for everyone to make the cut. It's it like, is. It's like, but you wouldn't expect Kisner to fall apart like he no, did. No, Kisner wouldn't be one of the guys that I would think because he's pretty steady Eddie. But, uh, no, it's lo- a lot of golf left to be played. But uh, good starts. Justin Rose is 4 under. He's good. There's a lot of guys going low today. So it's interesting. Kuchar's 4 under. Cantlay 4 under. It's a good, good tournament. So anybody that uh, follows me and follows me on uh, Twitter, at SportsRage, nice and simple, at Sports Rage, uh, is aware I've talked about it. Um, me and uh, Mick Aussie are supposed to play tennis for a five hundred dollar yeah, bet. Yeah, head to head. He's chickening out. Um, it's not happening. Well, he's um, basically long story short. I guess last road rage he went to, things got a little bit crazy, and. Um, you know, he did like fall face first on top of a beer oh, bottle. Oh yeah, the pitchers. I thought he got like I thought he got like a puck in the face at a rec hockey game. Yeah, it was no. pretty split up. Yeah, he really got messed up pretty good, and um, he's basically been warned from the girlfriend. Oh yeah, you like your your road rage days are over. Yeah, you can't yeah. be going to Vegas to play tennis, and yeah. you know, so he's been warned. So <laughs> the only way it can happen is if I go to Edmonton. Yeah. I don't know. You're already going to the East Coast for for a medal tour. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if we can have the Morency Canadian tour. Uh, where are the budget monies? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Draw. And the we funny have thing to about start a GoFundMe account for me to go to Edmonton. Exactly. That's the thing people don't understand too. When you're flying in this country, there's no Southwest ninety nine dollars. No, Edmonton is like a five hundred and eighty dollar flight. But like, it's not cheap. We're calling it the uh, the Bobby Riggs Invitational. <laughs> And, of course, you know, Bobby Riggs. Uh, Bobby Riggs really is a legend, you know, legendary legendary tennis player slash gambler. His career is more known, pretty much just known now, for for playing and losing yep. to uh, Billie Jean King. Uh, but, he's, you know, he was a degenerate gambler in real life. I recommend the movie Battle of the Sexes. It is a good movie. Uh, there's a lot of good ga- – there's a lot of funny gambling stuff uh, in that movie. But – uh, just today, we see uh, John McEnroe. It's funny, we were just talking about McEnroe uh, the other day, and Ivan Lendl and yeah. uh, Bjorn Borg and all the old uh, players. Um, so, uh, John McEnroe said that uh, Donald Trump, a couple of years ago, um, offered him a million dollars to play Venus or Serena Williams. And uh, it obviously never came to be. A million dollars was a little light as well. I mean, come on. I don't know. I don't know. I no, no, you're right, though. It's, but a, they, little, they, it's, it's a little. It's light. a little light. It's a little light because he's still a mainstay tennis an, an, uh, analyst. If he was, if he wasn't doing anything, I think he'd probably uh, jump at the million. But you're right. Sweeten the purse, and I think we we need things like this in our yeah, lives. Yeah, but if now. you're v, if you're Serena Williams, what's in the, it for her? A million dollars is way light. Yeah, exactly. For McEnroe, he's like, hey, the winner, she gets three, two, three million dollars. It was two. They raised it to three, but you get like three million dollars for winning a a Grand Slam yeah. event. 
she's won like 22 of them. She, and she doesn't need to be put in that position. Like for she's that won kind of a money. lot of money. Oh, yeah, exactly. for sure she You're is. You're not getting her out there no. for that. Some not, not, not versus John You're going to put it on pay-per-view yeah. and give her a million dollars? What is she, a UFC fighter? <laughs> yes. She's Nate Diaz? I'll tell you, you, know, you know what I mean. Like, I'll tell you, know, I'll take Serena Williams in a fight versus like McEnroe. if you if you offered if you offered Serena, you know, like fifteen million or something, something you know, ten million, something significant, yeah. ten million. You're dollars. saying double digits? Yeah, briefcase is full of cash. Here's, uh, here's ten million, fifteen million cash, <laughs> encrusted diamonds in the briefcase. Yes, you know, but look, even Conor McGregor. You know, it all depends on the pay-per-view, but she has no motivation. She has no reason to want to do it. Exactly. Um, but John McEnroe so just did the interview a couple of days ago telling this story. And the reason it's big news, because number one is Donald Trump, who's the president now, yep. that actually wanted to do this. And he said Trump, uh, like, pushed him often. Said, come on, come on. Like, uh, Trump really wanted to see McEnroe play one of the, he said, either Serena or Venus. And then, he, and then McEnroe at the end dropped. Of course, I would have won. I disagree. He, he, would not, he would not win. He thinks now, and this really is, this really is Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean Serena, all over again. I, Serena will be. Billie Jean yeah. King was the best player in the world at Correct. the time. Correct. She was kind of even younger in her career, but she was the best. She wasn't technically number one because they booted her off the rankings yeah. because she wanted more money. She wanted equal pay. So. She was the best player, and Bobby Riggs was 56. Yep. I think John McEnroe is like 59 right now. So it really Ooh, is the same thing. Nice. Serena Williams would kill him. That's what I say. I would love. I, 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 I wonder what money. the line would be. I would bet money. I would on bet Serena. money. I think we'd actually, for honestly, if she was a low favorite in it, not just bet money. Like if they play, I would go to the bank and take yeah. out a loan because I don't yeah. think McEnroe if they play, could play with tomorrow her. type thing. She's, she's kill him. Yeah, she's gonna beat him. I'm not even sure how many games he'd win. Like I think she'd absolutely he embarrass pulls him. Up. He's 59. Lives in a good life. Like, yeah, she's still she's still playing, man. Like the the, the Williams sisters still now her, are out there. One thing is, she would lose an advantage with her serve. Like he probably would be able to return the serve, because you know she's got a pretty good serve against other women. But the athleticism is like uh, it's off the charts in yeah, her favor. Yeah, he's he's she can get him running around like a turkey with his head cut off. Yeah, and he would get fr- and McEnroe. Another thing that doesn't work in his favor, he gets frustrated. I think he'd absolutely get like go wild and start getting in his own head and Listen, get smoked. Would Rafael Nadal smoke uh, Serena Williams? Yes, yes, he would. Yeah, but you know, Rafael Nadal Roger is Fetter, 32 yes. years old. Exactly. Or you know McEnroe's I mean? he's 59. He haven't played in forever. It's just the way he dropped it off. Of course, I would have won. I got to tell you something. I like Trump's style for even attempting to do something like that. Because if me and you were had money, that's something we would do as promoters. Because it's something different. It's something off the charts. Something you don't think about. Like, we don't have these things no, anymore. I know, I sports know. is sports. Like, we need to do crazier circus uh, Donovan stuff. Bailey versus Michael Johnson. Yeah. I'd like to see a runner versus a horse and stuff. Like, like, like stupid stuff. Remember, you're bringing in that, remember you know? in the old days, too, they had... Um, not even that old days, probably about 15, 20 years ago. Not 15 years ago. They used to have the, um, they'd have it on Monday nights, and it would be like a, a special golf head-to-head matchup. Yeah, she does wonderful world of golf, and they go play a course, and you pay play for cash. They had Annika Sorenstam play against, uh, remember she played a dude. Yeah, Annika Sorenstam could play, hey, man. Who did she play? She played... Uh, Annika Sorenstam. I remember when she, she actually didn't play well that night. Annika played on the ben, um, men's tour. She tried to qualify. For, I'm trying to think what events here. Hold on. Annika Sorenstam. 
She's doing like right now. Like it was like a Monday night head to head thing. I think. Uh, let me find this out here. I know she competed on the men's tour. Yep. But I'm talking like she actually played like on one of these under the lights deals. Remember, it was on like ABC. Yeah. Al Michaels. Did Monday it. Night Golf. Yeah, yeah. There's a series of match play golf matches exactly. that ran from '99 2005, revived in 2012. All mat all the matches have involved world number one Tiger Woods, and the first seven were run by his representatives at ING and broadcast on ESPN and ABC. Let's see what uh, we're on a concern. Soren so she, here. She played Tiger. Yeah, yeah. Was, let me see here. David Duvall. Mm, Woods and Duvall. Yeah, I don't know. Where's Sorenstam's here? Garcia. Oh, yeah, here it is. Woods and Sorenstam. The Battle at Bighorn, 2001. Good call, Marenzi. That's uh, your member. It was all square. Woods, Sorenstam. Wow. Oh, no, that was a team competition. So that was right. Woods and Sorenstam okay, yeah, versus Duvall and, and Kari Webb. But I think if you go on a couple of years, I swear she played alone against a man. Really, eh? Yeah, on this Monday night series. But I guess not. I guess it was all Tiger. I guess I'm confused. Anyway, yeah. bring it bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah, here it was. It was Tiger Woods versus Duvall. Tiger Woods versus Garcia. Woods Sorenstrom versus Duvall oh, and, Webb. And, yeah, yeah Kari Webb. Yeah. Woods Nicholas versus Garcia Trevino. Ooh, I like it. Woods Owls versus Garcia Mickelson. Amazing. Um... Woods and uh, Keene versus... Uh, oh, yeah, Kelly Keeney. Yeah, Keeney. Yeah, she used to be really oh, good. Oh, Kelly Keeney. I used, to, yeah, I used yeah. to have a crush on Kelly Keeney. She was beautiful. Mickelson Daly. Yep. Woods Daly versus Goosen Mickelson. The Goose. <laughs> goose. I'll tell you, Marenzi, what Phil Mickelson said. Actually, you talked about not just the bad choice of shirts that he's wearing at the players, but remember on uh, when he was interviewed, said, hey, t- uh, Phil... This is the first time you've played in 17 years with Tiger Wood or, Woods or whatever in a group that wasn't like a special competition. Here he said, tell Tiger to put up a million. Maybe like it was the same type of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like him yeah, and Trump. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Phil Mickelson and Donald Trump have a lot in common. They like to just like throw it out there and say, you know what? Let's play for it. You know, like Trump will call. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your channel sucks. Your ratings blow. Like Phil Mickelson just wants to get out there and say, hey, man, I'll put, put up two million dollars of my own money. Meet me. Put it on TV. Let's rock. I think I, to your point, though. I think something like that would work, but you need a bigger purse. Like somebody needs real big kahunas. I'm with you. I almost think it's got to be like a t- like double digits, ten million dollar purse. That would get people fired up. One or two million is not enough. No, yeah, you need some real. These uh, golfers win two million dollars when exactly. they win a tournament. What's that going to do? Like you got, you make it, you make it. The winner t- take ten million, then all of a sudden people are like, I'm listening. You put up your own money too. You put up your own dough. It's 2018. Exactly. A million dollars. Exactly. It's nothing. You know, it's you can't a, even buy a house for a million dollars anymore. No, you can't. Well, it depends on where. Well, you've but seen yeah. you've seen my townhome where I live, and it's got like holes and stuff, and they're appraising it like five hundred and something now. It's a dump. Like, <laughs> I, 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 are you kidding me? Like, you should see people with real houses. Like, I do that show with Oakley. His house is, is worth like two million dollars, man. He's the guy in the real estate commercials that say, "Come to come to live in the beautiful area." Like all those shots, I've been in his home like once before. Beautiful. Such a scam. Though. Two million bucks for I just saw, a, it's a it's a regular home. Nice. I saw Sarah Palin sold her. Uh, she's got she had a place in Arizona. She she sold it for like one point three or one point four million, and it's gorgeous. Oh yeah, dude, it was like a freaking estate. Yep. It was like pools, basketball courts, in a desert overlooking the canyon. And, and that everything. place here would be what four million, five? Well, you wouldn't even get a place yeah, like yeah. that because there is no canyon. <laughs> exactly. There is no desert. There is no mountain canyon. Arrow. You're yeah. right. You get nothing. 
Yeah, you know, you this, get this part. The housing market here you is get probably two, the worst. Two of these units that you're sitting in here, right? Exactly. Now. Pretty, pretty much the same prices. You could buy like a uh, big estate with uh, basketball courts, tennis courts, pools. You said it, and buddy. Mountain views in Arizona. Worst value of real estate here. It is like an next absolute like, joke. Next to like Taiwan or Hong Kong, yeah. I can't well, yeah, imagine. That's the thing. Like, I, you're you're, you're sleeping in a closet. It's a scam. <laughs> I know. How, I, I don't even think I could fit a bed in a Hong Kong uh, domicile, Gabe. You wouldn't be able to no, fit I, in a place. That's the thing. I don't even you think I'm going sideways <laughs> like, through the door. <laughs> I can't sleep here. Pete Annapolis going to join us. We'll talk some NBA basketball on the other side. Game time decisions. Red Eat and Rage Radio. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses. No strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game Time Decisions Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenzi, alongside a Raging Reddit Cam Stewart. Game 7, Stanley Cup Final this evening. It's a nice start time, too, Morenzi. 8 o'clock instead of the 9.30. It's uh, right in the middle. Perfect. Uh, Predators trying to get back. Predators, of course, lost in 7 last year to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yep. Now, another Game 7. Their third Game 7 in franchise history. The first ever time they're playing a, a Game 7 at home. Then lots of catfish tonight. The winner. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't put an end to that. Like you, you can't do the octopus thing. So why? Great, yeah, so you, that's a no. That is a great point. So the Detroit Red Wings are a storied franchise with the history of the octopus. Yet all of a sudden, buying a dead octopus, buying a dead catfish, and stuffing it and throwing it on the ice is somehow the same or better than uh, the octopi. I, you know, when I first Makes saw no that. I was like, what the hell? Those are some pretty big catfish. They're huge, man. And uh, if you're wondering, yes, the people from PETA did get upset finally. And they're not the only ones. A lot of people are. The the, uh, Tennessee Titan offensive linemen were pouring beer in the dead catfish's mouth. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So people are like, you know, you're just sort of defacing a dead animal, right? Some people are like, it's a fish. I'm just surprised. I mean. Yeah, it's a it's a double standard. You can't do it in Detroit. Octopus fish. Why is catfish a? He's a bottom feeder. Why is he getting more respect than the octopus? It makes uh, absolutely no sense, Morency. Well, when you and I were at the Raptor game last night, I wanted to throw something on the court too, but it was a <laughs> it was a beer bottle. Exactly. Was it an octopus or a catfish? I want to throw a bottle on the court. Let's bring in Pete Annapolis yeah. uh, right now. RDS Television basketball analyst, former assistant coach. What do you, Mass Minute Man Pete? Always a pleasure. How you doing, buddy? Well, I'm doing great, guys. How you guys doing today? Pick Fantastic. It up, picking up the pieces following the uh, the Raptors' loss. So, alas, you will get right. Uh, we'll get right uh, to the games in a second uh, the, of the the final four. But Dwayne Casey, like the class said, uh, should he stay or should he go? It's a tough call. I understand the argument on both sides. Uh, which side of the fence are you on, uh, Pete? 
Well, it's definitely a close one, right? When you look at the seven years, Wayne Casey has been the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. You've seen progress in terms of their win total every single season. Uh, they uh, reinvented their offense this year, totally changed the platform of how they wanted to play, and it led to a franchise 59 wins. Everything was great. They get the number one seed. Casey probably looking at it an extension. And then the playoffs come. And when you look at the playoff record, you look at 21 and 30 for Dwayne Casey. You've seen three sweeps, one to the Wizards, two to the Cavs, and three of the last four seasons. Uh, is that on the coach? Partly. Uh, is that mostly on Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan? I would think, more importantly, they're the blame than more than Dwayne Casey. Uh, I've said it here. The one criticism I've had of Casey this season is his inability or uh, is his untrust of having Jonas Valanciunas play more than 23 minutes a game. Again, when he played him, the results were there. But I think this is a little bit deeper now. I think this goes to the top. I think there was a decision made yesterday from what my sources told me. Then Dwayne Casey becomes the uh, NABC Coach of the Year, the Coach of the Year voted by his peers. So the board holds off. They're going back and forth with Masai. So, um, listen... You can make the argument that they need a new voice to get them over the hump and they need to get somebody who's established. At the same time, you say, well, you know what? Does he deserve another run with these guys? But between you and I, fellas, and again, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry get all the credit when they're in the All-Star game, when they're in the All-Star weekend, every post-game win, they're goofing around. They weren't good enough in these playoffs. And I'm not talking about Serge Ibaka and his $20 million contract who played like Andreas Bargnani did more than the Sergi Baca that is expected to perform with the side that he's making. So, again, interesting decision from the MLSC board and Masari Jury coming up in the next couple of days. Pete, I hated their body language. You know, you, know, you said it, like, every time they're at the podium, it was like, woe is me, LeBron. It's like there was no fight there. It was almost like the defeated, beat down, not even trying to claw back. Like, even in hockey, you know, the Washington Capitals were down 2 nothing. They showed the pride. They showed the heart. And I just look at these guys. It's almost like their hearts have been ripped out when Washington swept them. And Paul Pierce said it a long time ago. These guys just don't have it. He was on to something when the Raptors were favored there, swept by Washington and Cleveland twice. Obviously, you know, with Philadelphia going to get better, Boston with Irving coming back and Hayward, something has to be done because mediocrity is not going to be accepted. Well, it's a good point you bring up, Cam, and when he's, you know, if they don't, they don't just have it, I think the two players identified are the two guys that have been here the longest. Yes. And I don't think they're talking about Valanciunas. They're talking about DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. At the end of the day, DeMar DeRozan had a fantastic year, but his game is flawed. We've seen when the game was on the line, he couldn't create his own shot and he couldn't get to the free throw or make it. That's why Fred Van Vliet in game one had to take two three-pointers, and it's not really the guy that you're paying $1 million a year that you want taking the biggest shot in franchise history. You wanted DeRozan at $28 million or you wanted Calabari at 29. Lowry's another guy, $32, million, 32 years old, $100 million contract for three years, is Kyle the franchise point guard? He's proven that he's not. Is he a very good player, potentially an all-star player in certain seasons? Yes. But Kyle Korver was an all-star. Jeff Teague was an all-star. Paul Millsap is an all-star. Are they leading their franchises to wins and rounds in the playoffs? No. So the criticism is on those two guys, and it remains with those two guys until they could get over the hump and beat Cleveland. And I think they had a great opportunity to do so this year. The Pacers took him to seven games, albeit George Hill was injured for a couple of games, and Ty Lue mentioned that, and he's right. But at the same time, where is the fight? Like you mentioned, it took them three games before anybody pushed back LeBron James. Why didn't they push him on his butt in the first game? 
And listen, it's such a thin line in sports, right? It's a thin love in love. Gabriel Morenci knows that, but it's a thin line in sports as well. You're up by 14 points in the first quarter in game one. You cannot lose that game. If you win that game and you make three layups at the end of the game, three layups, the Rosen, C.J. Miles, Valanciunas, you're up 1-0, you're coming back at home, you have the confidence, you're going to beat Cleveland. Instead, you go totally on the other spectrum and you get swept, unacceptable. Pete Annapolis uh, with us. Uh, one last note on the Toronto Raptors and the head coaching situation. The last time that a head coach was fired after winning Coach of the Year was actually George Carl, uh, ironically wow. enough. Um, but Masai Ujiri, he's been a general manager for eight years combined between the Raptors and the Denver Nuggets. He's never hired a head coach before. He never hired a head coach before. He inherited George That's Carl, right. and he wasn't there when Carl got fired. And then, um, and then he inherited Dwayne Casey. And we always know general managers sort of want their guy, or at least one of their guys. But it's interesting, Pete, that he's never really had to make that choice before. You know, it's tough. Like I said, you, you know, we can go on and on. You can make the arguments. There were a lot of baffling rotation situations. There were a lot of coaching gaffes um, in this series, I thought. But at the same point in time, it's also a flawed roster uh, in matching up against uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, so let, let's talk about the teams that are still playing, the Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics. The Celtics didn't get any respect from the odds maker, Pete. Uh, Philadelphia were big favorites, like 4-1 to favorites to beat them, even though Boston had home court. And now the Cleveland Cavaliers are big favorites to beat the Boston Celtics. And it's just crazy to me that the Raptors were favored to beat the Cavaliers, but somehow the Cavs are like massive favorites against the Celtics. This Celtic team just continues not to get respect. That's, that's what I said. The Rodney Dangerfield of the NBA. Nobody I mean, It's ridiculous. I think they could beat the Houston yep. Rockets even if they played them in the finals. I think the Celtics could beat the Cavs and they could beat the Rockets, but I don't think they could beat the Warriors. But what do you make of the Celtics and the Cavaliers series, Pete? Yeah, no, it's a great point that you brought up, Gabe. And again, a lot of disrespect when you look at what the Boston Celtics have done. Um, you know, sports is all about opportunities. I've said it many times. And Tyree goes down, and Terry Rozier uh, is playing like an all-star point guard who's going to really get paid uh, in the next couple of years when his contract's up by Danny Ainge. But Rozier's been awesome. Jalen Brown, the maturity, the development, cultivation of what he's become after being the number three pick overall. Uh, Jason Tatum, I mean, the maturity level for him, learning from these guys his first year and now coming into his own, making big shots. Al Horford rejuvenated, reignited, uh, being a presence not only on defensive end, making clutch baskets, the leadership. Um, Marcus Smart, the ability of him to come back, brings that toughness, brings a guy that's going to really get into everybody's face. So um, I think the offense, the way it is is designed by Brad Stevens. The ball moves, there's great spacing, and they look for mismatches. So it's not only isolation basketball, and they really defend. So when you have the ability to defend, you can be in any type of game. So Cleveland, again, LeBron was spectacular against Toronto, sure. But Kevin Love was the second-best player in that series. If Kevin Love plays the same way, I mean, he's an all-star guy. He can get 25 and 15. And when you have guys like Kyle Corver, J.R. Smith, and even Jeff Green shooting the perimeter ball like they did, this is why the odds makers believe that Cleveland could now get on the roll. And, They're and being fooled. They're being fooled because Kyle, um, Kevin Love was Kevin Love might as well have been Akeem Olajuwon, man, against the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> CJ Miles, like <laughs> yeah, CJ Miles, like seriously, I you know who see, yeah. who can CJ Miles guard? 
So yep. many defensive breakdowns. Kevin Love was actually like backing up and playing with his back to the basket yep. and doing the old Charles Barkley, you know, the old ass move. I'm just going to keep sort of inching closer and closer to the basket. And, uh, right, yeah, and I'm right underneath it. He's not going to be able to do that. And I know Jeff Green shot the ball well. I got to give props to Corver. Corver yeah. had a lot of sort of dagger shots. Too. He sure did, man. A lot of times Wicked in the series, shooter. oh, it's by uh, Raptors a little momentum. Yep. And then, boom, he'd always hit that shot. You got to give Corver credit there. But I, I think it's going to be tougher for them to find open looks against a much scrappier defensive Boston Celtic team. It's all matchups, Pete. And, you know, the Celtics are just a scrappy team. The Raptors are more finesse. They are, and you, you said it perfectly, right? The game of basketball has always been matchups. And as I mentioned, the guys from Boston, they're not intimidated by anybody, let alone LeBron, let alone Kyle Culver uh, and J.R. Smith. So they're going to come in here. Uh, I think game one is the key, similar to what the Raptors were. As I mentioned earlier, they had game one at home. They had uh, the pace, uh, the Cavaliers uh, just beating Indiana in Game 7 less than 48 hours. They didn't pounce on them. I think Boston right now will have that mentality where they're going to take care of business. If they can win that Game 1, then watch out because this will be a long series and the Celtics believe they can make it because they have that perimeter guard play where Rozier, Smart, and Jalen Brown, and also to an extent Tatum, are making shots, big shots. So... If they could really keep Corver out of the series and really make him a guy that's just going to put the ball on the floor, the Cavaliers are a team that struggle offensively. They did it in the whole regular season. And the other thing the Raptors didn't exploit, they didn't exploit them defensively. Cavaliers are one of the worst defensive teams we've seen in such a long time. Meanwhile, the Raptors were just hanging on the perimeter, taking some shots. I think Boston and the way Brad Steven coaches, he gets – quality baskets, specifically out of timeouts. Remember the Raptors? They would call timeouts a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. Down Brutal. Down game three. Brutal. Well, Terrible. They're, in, they're inbounding the ball to their baskets. Van Vliet, and he takes a 40-foot heat. Brad <laughs> uh, don't get me started. Don't, right. don't get game started. No, that was no. by design, too. When Casey was at, that's why exactly. I did like the fireable thing. Exactly, man. 57 seconds left, and Kyle Lowry hadn't missed a damn shot in the fourth quarter, Pete. And yeah. for some reason, you're drawing up a play. And I'm thinking, so you actually purposely threw the ball 40 yards into the 40 feet into the backcourt. And then they were asked about it. And they said, yeah, we wanted to get one-on-one -on -one isolation for Fred Van Fleet, a guy who's been out for five weeks. Like, that's the type of stuff that I'm like, well, that's not going to change with Casey, yep. right? You know? And got another thing, too, Brad Stevens, he didn't get any coach of the year votes. You want to talk about an underrated team, even with more firepower? The Boston Celtics are just angry, and Cleveland better watch out because these guys are playing with house money right now. I think the Celtics I think the Celtics beat them. All right, Pete, so uh, who, who do you have in a series? We'll move on to the next series here. Well, again, I think the Celtics have the ability to, to win this series if they could maintain their efficiency on the offensive end. And I think the key is they got to win game one. I mean, if they lose game one, then Cavaliers get all the confidence. I still think that the way they're playing now on LeBron and Love and, and the guys, I still think that, hey, Cleveland should be able to take this series. But it wouldn't surprise me if Boston takes care of business. But we're going to see a highly competitive series. Morris is going to be physical, look for some flagrant fouls. And at the end of the day, yeah. Cleveland, LeBron always get the benefit of the doubt. So uh, I'm leaning slightly towards Cleveland. But again, I think Boston has the pieces, has the core to take down this team. What about, uh, yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're still all in on Golden State. You oh, know yeah. They, yeah. I think Golden State's winning the title. 
I think Golden State's well, going to beat Houston. And you know, to me, yeah. the NBA, and look, only 10 teams have won titles in the last 37 years, guys. Pete, you know this as well as anybody. It's a superstar-driven league. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. And remember in the old days, Pippen and Jordan was a big deal. Oh, man, he got two guys. It's tough to deal with two of them. Now two's not enough. Now three. You need three, four. <laughs> and as good as Harden and as good as Paul are, they're not as – they're not Curry. They're not Durant. They're not Draymond Green That's and the, Clay Thompson and, I think and Iguodala the and is, the bench. Draymond goes, Green is a huge X factor. Yeah, just they're so damn deep, man, this team. So to me, that's the difference. We'll see if Harden and Paul and Capella. Capella's playing good ball. Yes. But I just don't think they have enough when it's all said and done. Golden State have it this year and next year left dominating in this league. I think they're two years away from uh, being broken up. Well, I think it's an excellent point you make up, and they're, they're living in the now, and they're going to try and deal with those contracts later on. But potentially, guys, you're looking at, you know, one of the greatest teams and dynasties of all time, and they have the chance to do that if they win the title this year. And I think and they, they are can... the best team. And I'm an old-school yeah. guy, and I used to always be, and I'm still, ah, screw you, your LeBron's better than Jordan <laughs> stuff. Nobody's dominated like these guys. Nobody's dominated like that. But I honestly believe, let's be real, this Warrior team would kick the crap out of Luke Longley and uh, Weddington and Steve Kerr. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Bill Weddington, Bill Cartwright. Yeah, you got Horace Grant and Rodman. All right. Yeah. But ultimately, it's just I don't know fasters. about that, Gabe. I don't know about that. I don't know if we have enough time on this segment. I mean, give me Harper, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, and Longley. And the way the rules were, I mean, yeah, if you're going to know how That's the key. The rules. That's the key. That's the key. (laughs) Listen, I'm an old school guy. And I, I, you know, but I I don't believe it. I believe that the, the, these, this, this warrior team is better than those Bulls teams. I believe Well, the Bulls were 72 and 10. Uh, They won six titles. Jordan retired two of those years. Uh, one thing a guy told me a long time ago, never bet against Michael Jordan, and I still won't, Katie Morenci. Uh, but again, <laughs> uh, you know, Kevin Durant, yeah, it's nice. You know, you're playing a play against Scottie Pippen getting on you. Hey, how about, you know, Dennis Rodman getting into Draymond Green's face and putting him down in the chokehold? Uh, well, that would be one interesting series, let me tell you. I wish we could go back in time, but listen, we talk about legacies. It's James Harden and Chris Paul, and everybody loves Chris Paul. My God, his first conference final in 13 years, and all of a sudden he's the second greatest point guard uh, behind Magic Johnson. That makes me absolutely sick to my stomach when I hear that. <laughs> sick to my stomach. Isaiah Thomas, two titles. He beat Bird, he beat Jordan, he beat Magic. No respect for Zeke. But at the same time, if they want their legacies to be at that next level, they're going to have to beat the Golden State Warriors if they want to be considered some of the greatest of all time. I don't think yeah. they can. Nope. They need LeBron James to go there <laughs> next year and join them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Pete Annapolis, RDS <laughs> Television. Thanks, Pete. All right, fella. Take care, Pete. Wow. Pete Annapolis, Game Time Decisions Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Don't forget, it's a dollar, dollar month uh, club over at uh, Daily Roto, dailyroto.com. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. Thanks to Pete Annapolis for joining us. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Craig Martin tuning in. Says, I had that uh, stumpy of a prick, Kevin Kisner, as part of a $2,000 parlay. I need a beer. I need one, too. Jay General is um, seriously shocked and disgusted by Tom Brady's new Botox look. As I talked about this uh, yesterday, actually, about Tom Brady looking kind of all creeped out and got like Steven Seagal sort of weird slick back black hair now yet the angles of the photos we saw the other day you really couldn't yeah. fully see the the full Botox jobs that he's gotten it oh his face we were kidding yeah. I, I did actually I said he looks like George Hamilton oh he's turning into the but he looks like man yeah he's turning into the crispy colonel no, and, and he, he clearly he, just had this. No, Marenzi. He didn't look like this at the Super Bowl listen man you saw and that's a that's a photo that we're looking at from a computer like, you know what I mean? Like, so think about this. Yeah, that, real life, he'd be it, That's what I'm talking about, man. That's like, we're, we're looking at it almost like a third Why generation here. Why do people think they look better like that? I'm going to tell you a story about Botox. It, 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 I've known a couple people that have uh, got into that move, like older women trying to stay young. And I'll tell you, Sarah Jessica Parker, the chick on uh, Sex in the City, you want to talk about an ambush? They had a picture of her. She's 53. They're like, hey, baby, how do you like smoking 40 a day? You look 95. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they showed pictures of her. Because when you get that Botox over and over and over again, eventually, things change, man. Your skin moves. You, you're getting, like, it doesn't hold forever. I'm going to tell you something. Tom Brady looks like a China doll. If he keeps on getting this stuff, it's getting kind of scary, actually. Yeah, like, it's weird. And, and the stuff he's wearing, he's, like, wearing, like, weird, like, Equestrian, like kind of Vienna suits. It's almost like, you know what it is? Like a like a vampire or something like that. Well, you know, what's he doing? I don't know. He's obviously getting <laughs> dressed up by G- Giselle. Yeah, and I don't. Stuff, I, I, but I don't like the look. No, it's kind of. It's kind of. Nah, yeah, whatever. He can do whatever he oh, wants. He, I'm to just his saying, face. it's creepy. <laughs> it's, it's creepy. It's gonna look real weird too under that helmet. Helmet, I know. Just glistening. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just shimmering off his melon. I don't know what it is. Like Sammy Sosa's white now. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like, like Tom Brady, like you know, Tom Brady's going to be totally in, indistinguishable. He's going to be like indistinguishable. <laughs> and his face is going to look like a deep fryer. The way things are going, it's get, it's getting pretty oily. Like I, I don't know what he's up to. And hanging with uh, a Rod, that's interesting. Drewzilla says he looks like a, a cult leader. Very good call. He does actually look like a cult leader. <laughs> no, it's great. Great. Dead on. Larry and Wawa says uh, Phil Mickelson uh, took a test drove that shirt during the practice rounds at the Masters while golfing with Tiger. It's true. He did. That was during the practice rounds. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you're telling me from the Masters to now, he couldn't get a work day 
air-dry fit Nike shirt so you that fi- actually works in 85-degree heat? Well, he, he's wearing the dress shirt. You figure he would have told them that, uh, hey, listen, we're going to Florida. Yeah. It's going to be kind of hot. Know what it is, though, Brett? You said it. When we looked at his cut of the shirt, it's the sleeve with the image of himself in that one-inch jump when he won the Masters. The like, one-inch uh, On the short sleeve, you can't get Phil Mickelson with his one-inch vertical going, yay, I won my first Masters there. Like, you know what I mean? It's one the of those one-inch jump. <laughs> Dude, it was the worst. Like, I'm a, I am have, I have no aerial game. Phil Mickelson has, like, the worst white man jump going. Like, when he won, yeah. He's like, I don't even think his cleats got off the green. You know what? He can throw a football, though. I oh, saw yes, a yes, he can. No, he, can, he can't jump, but, man, he can, he can toss it. Yeah, he can throw a football. He's probably a pretty good football handicapper, too. No, Phil Mickelson, he's just basically wherever the money is. Phil is like he he he's always looking for a side deal, oh, yeah. a card game. Well, he uh, got caught up into Billy Walters' yeah. uh, stuff. Even the John, John Rom, like Phil Phil Mickelson's that guy who shakes down rookies on the tour. Like, hey, you want to get hazed by Phil? Come out there and let's play for a paycheck. You know, <laughs> seven hundred thousand dollars skins. Like Phil, just I gotta hand it to him though. Like, at least he loves action. You know what I mean? Life can be pretty boring and dull. At least Phil spices it up with games. Don't you think, Gabe? Even though I don't like his shirt, uh, it's pretty bad. He needs a short sleeve version. Well, you know what? Phil brings some personality. He sure does to a, to a real boring game. Yeah, he brings some personality uh, to an otherwise pretty personality less personality less yeah. um, sport. It's one of those things, and you know me, and I follow a lot of golf. It's something that I don't understand. Like everybody loves Ricky Fowler, right? And I'm expecting him. Wow, you know Ricky Fowler. That he used to ride a dirt bike. Okay, you know what I mean. Me and you used to ride BMX bikes. Great. We went to the creek. Like, the love. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky like, Fowler. Like, 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 yeah, he's, he's got a silver spoon. That's what I'm. Like, he's got all these endorsements deals. And he never even wins. The, my, no, my and point. He gets treated. Yeah. My point being, he's the cool guy on tour. I've never seen him like in an interview. He's boring as anybody else there. He talks to people. It's like, what's Ricky doing? He's doing commercials. He dresses kinda, in orange. And yeah. Stuff. No, it's so like. Wow. He went to Oklahoma State. Love the orange. Like that's how stupid people are. Like, are you? kidding me this guy oh yeah ricky fowler like i i just don't i just don't get it like little kids love him you're right it's all about the attire these little kids come out there hey look at me i'm all dressed in orange siwoo kim should start dressing like that yeah i like siwoo kim <laughs> loves the course man no no it's just ricky fowler's one of life's mysteries to me he's a good golfer but he, he they talk about him like he's the best and he's not the best one of life's deep mysteries Ricky Fowler. Like the caramel secret, yeah. Like, what's Ricky Fowler? Overrated. He actually got voted. I'll give him credit for that, though. When they voted, all the players said, who's the most overrated guy on tour? The answer was Ricky Fowler. And then actually he won the next week and said, yeah, screw yeah. you guys. So yeah, that's yeah, one thing, yeah, Eddie. I'll, I'll respect him for that big time. That's that's big respect. Has he won since? No, not, no I don't think so. No, I don't think he has. So, yeah, he's one under right. I just, he's just, I, I just don't get the Ricky Fowler love. That's my thing. But anyway. People are entitled to their opinion, Marenzi. I don't know if you heard the um, you heard the story I can that broke uh, last night about Matt Patricia, the uh, head coach of the Detroit uh, Lions, My former Patriots coordinator Beard. Yeah, I don't the Beard. Know, I don't know why they hired the dude in the first place. He's actually like he. I hate to say this, he kind of looks too like. Uh, how do I say, like, uh, when you look at the other coaches, like Thomas Sulu, like, you know, like, kind of greasier and whatever. Like, Matt Patricia just kind of looks like he's a like should be living in a trailer park, not coaching the Detroit Lions. Is, is that too rough, or like, or like he just doesn't look like a football coach to me? Well, I don't know, man. He might not be coaching the Detroit Lions <laughs> very long, though. <laughs> he looks like just a, like like a hipster you'd see at like a bakery. You know, he's good with the big beard. I, I I don't get. I don't know what's going on. All right, so if you guys are unaware, Lions coach uh, Matt Patricia 
it uh, it was a story last night. We're part of the the Me Too movement right now, man. And oh, basically, oh, touchy touchy. Uh, not only touchy touchy, but uh, he was actually charged with sexual assault. Really, charged. Um, the Detroit Lions have put their full support behind uh, head coach uh, Matt Patricia, but admitted they uh, failed to uncover a sexual assault allegation against him when researching uh, his background. And he never told him about it. Uh, the charge stems from an allegation against Patricia when he was in college in 1996. That's a long time ago. It never went to court after the alleged victim said she could not face the pressures or stress of a, of a uh, trial. The victim claims that she was uh, basically um, assaulted by Matt Patricia and two of his friends in a hotel room on spring break. Wow. In when? 1996? Yeah. yeah, we're in 2018. Like that's that's 24 years later, though. You're bringing these, and it just happens before like uh, the NFL season's going to start a couple months before. It's kind of interesting timing. It's the type of thing, though, that you probably you need to distance yourself from. No, you got to disclose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, exactly. You're not Donald Trump. You don't get to keep no. secrets. <laughs> no, you're Matt Patricia. <laughs> Well, you know, when they're hiring you, it's like, listen, like, is yeah. there any sort of... Skeletons in your closet? Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. yeah. You just say, listen, you tell them, no, there was no, no one in charge. There was an allegation, but it never went to court. Right? And it was it was this time ago. Um, Basically, Marenzi, you're saying, though, just put your cards out on the table. It's probably better for you in the long run, even though it's going to suck. The team said that it uh, did investigate... Uh, it did investigate his information, but they only looked to see if he had a criminal conviction. However, it turns out it only takes 30 seconds to look at a public uh, records database to see Matt Patricia's name comes out. So he's in the system. Like, um, at a press conference, Matt Patricia uh, appeared to suggest the Detroit News reporting was the personal attack. I find it unfair and upsetting that someone bring up this claim over two decades later for the sole purpose of hurting me and my family. I was innocent then, and I'm innocent now. Patricia then would not comment on whether he had sex with the alleged victim and did not clarify whether he had told the Lions or not or his previous team, the New England Patriots. Well, the Patriots don't care. (laughs) Exactly. Um, As far as the interview uh, process is concerned, there was nothing I didn't answer. Yeah, so in other words, you didn't bring it up. (laughs) Um, All right, a joint statement from the Lions. Uh, They're saying... uh, his case was dismissed by the prosecutor at the request of a complaining individual prior to the trial. As a result, Coach Patricia never had the opportunity to present his case or clear his name publicly in a court of law. He was denied there was any factual basis for the charge. There was never a settlement or an agreement with the complaining individual. No money was ever exchanged. There is no confidentiality agreement. All right. Um, I'll tell you. It's one of those things, man. It sounds like you could accuse you you could accuse of somebody of something doing something like that that many years ago. I hate to say it, Marenzi. They don't really have they, they have no case. By the by the sounds of things here. Like the person did not ask for any any they never went to a trial, no package, no anything, right? You know what I mean? Like you might not like the man or whatever. And that's the thing with the Me Too movement. If you're a bad guy and you do stuff to women, I want to see you do hard time, but like, a lot of the time, people are coming out with vendettas and putting people in really bad situations, man. Like, you got to get the whole story before you want to ruin somebody's life. I don't really think that's uh, 
that's cool if you don't know the whole thing. Like, I, I, I can't really make a comment because we weren't there. That's the whole thing. I'm These not going to make a comment. Always... So, yeah, like, look, we don't know. Was he greasy with the girl? Was she wasted and said, hey, let's party? Like, I have, I have no idea what's going on, right? So these things are very delicate. And have very it, delicate. Uh, South Padre Island in Texas, like a uh, party resort. Party there. resort. Yeah. Never been there. We've been to Mike Ditka's resort, though, <laughs> in Orlando. Yeah, quite the resort. <laughs> quite the resort. Every home looks – it's basically – They use the term resort yeah. very, very loose. They sure do. <laughs> the best is how the staff all have Ditka shirts. And the best is when we went around, like, it is the craziest place because every single villa looks the same. Like, it's the exact oh. same kitchenette look. Like, if you get – we were only there for, like, one night, and we had to find each other, like, 500 units, man. It was like finding a needle in a haystack. It would take a lot for me to go back to Orlando. I agree. Like Somebody it, would have to pay for us. Yeah, I'm like, not paying one nah, cent but even there. if you had, like, free whatever, a free trip there, I'd be like, eh. If you make a free hit trip in a hotel, I'd go back. For, I think I think we can make it work. We can go to U, a UCF game, have some fun. Yeah, I, you're right. I'm not, I'm, I'm, but I'm not paying out of my own pocket it's to a go good back point. to Orlando. We weren't, we weren't in downtown Orlando. No, we, we were in the sticks. Yeah. Like, that one bar that we went to when we were at we were basically flagging down rides that we couldn't get and when i got uh when i got jacked at the at the walk-in uh, drive-through by the cops because i they wouldn't let me in the restaurant i don't know what you're supposed to do then if the restaurant's locked but they're yeah, still serving anybody, in the drive-through i should not have been in uh, put in the car if anybody's tuning in right now from orlando tell us like uh you know if it's sell us if it's true or not like does orlando really suck that hard or are we are we wrong we could be wrong. Like we, we were there for one night. You know, day, I'm going to be honest with we you. We, we had fun with Coach Ditka. When you interviewed and stuff, we had some good laughs. Yeah, but that was on a golf uh, course. Actually, it was that, well, it was the there, resort because yeah. yeah. our boss didn't pay for the tickets to get us to the golf course in time. We were late for the tournament. Yeah. Well, Ditka we still shut down to the, the tournament early, too. It was too hot. Man, you saw Ditka's face. That's where, you, that's where we learned the trick. Actually, Mike Ditka taught us one thing about the cold ice towel because his face was, like, more purple than mine. Like, it was a different shade of Cabernet Sauvignon. Like, he came back from that golf, golf course game. I looked at Ditka. I'm like, he's going to blow. Like, he was purple. And then, man, he, he that sun really beat him down. It is one thing, though, that, um, you know, we can at least take to our grave. We could say, you know, we got drunk with Mike Ditka. We did. Not a lot of people could say that. I agree. I think it's uh, – that's A lot of people that would love – imagine, like, a diehard Bear fan man, would love it, to get drunk with Mike Ditka. Well, when you were interviewing, remember all the handlers? Like, all the people were like, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just, like, kind of a crazy situation because the coach was, like, kind of, like, drunk and beat down and Morenci was on fire and you were talking about those old Bear sweaters that they used to yeah. have. And, and remember his handlers were like, yeah, I like this guy. I like this bald guy here. Like, they were going wild for you. We were all wasted. The drinks were flowing. We had Actually, I'm going to tell you, for a few hours or was a lot of fun until we left the area. Yeah, but you know, we just yeah, we went to the nearest bar, bar which was in yeah. some little strip mall. Yeah, we didn't get the taste of uh, the real Orlando. No, I no, I'm sure like Orlando, there's it's got to yeah. be better than we, what we we've saw. been harsh to it because we haven't seen the good part. But we also didn't really have a great time in Miami, Florida either. No, we didn't. You know, so it's sort of, yeah. Florida's like, not, you're, I, you're 0 for 2. To like, be I love Coney, like in Jacksonville, but Florida's been rough to us. You're right. Like, we've done, we've done like a lot of trips. We've done to Miami and, and Orlando. They're not our type of places. Yeah, neither of them I'm in a rush to go back to. <laughs> like, to be honest. No. <laughs> it's too bad, too, because. It's cheap to get to Florida. I know, I know. And the weather's nice. And I'll tell you, but living in Florida is cheap, too. I know. I know. But no, the listen, problem is it's Florida. Listen, man. Griff, Richard Griffin, our buddy, goes down for the Blue Jays spring training, right? Lisa met him down there. They were staying at Bars Morency. 
one dollar drinks, one fifty happy hour, two dollar. Like they're giving food and drink away. She says you couldn't even get, like you can couldn't even walk for under fifty bucks. If You're I paying was ten dollars a drink if here, I twelve dollars a drink. If I was going to move to Florida, I Jacksonville, think, uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's my uncle lives outside of Tampa. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Uh, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've got the race, lightning, a lot of things you can do. Um, it's like the uh, the home of uh, death metal and heavy metal. Like uh, they're into heavy, heavy metal there. There's more strip clubs uh, in Tampa Bay than there are churches, actually per capita. It's like the strip club capital of America. Tampa Bay's racy. Yeah. So exactly, it's the pirate. They have like a pirate parade, yar, yar, yar. and I like that. Go drink the gruel. Oh, the grog. Yeah, yeah. the gruel and the grog. Give, yeah, give yeah. me some grog. Yeah, all that, that, that type of stuff. Eat gruel and drink grog. <laughs> That's right. Eat gruel, drink grog. That, that was Tapper when they we yeah. went to the bar. She's like, "Screw you, He's Tapper." Like, Are you serving gruel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grog, and, grog, grog, and gruel. <laughs> The hell is this? That's the best. He shut them down. It was a pirate bar. And he turned it into a corporate bar. She yeah. goes, "Screw you, Tapper." A week later, back to the pirate bar. Yeah, she went back <laughs> to the pirate bar. They went bankrupt. I like though. Tapper got his revenge at the end. Yeah. yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I see they didn't listen to me." And he goes, uh, "And I heard they're living in uh, in her mother's basement." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the gruel and the grog. You know that show? It's hit or miss for people. Uh, I love that show because uh, some bars are happy after. He did, uh, they fixed up a place in Vegas. Uh, I guess, like, the wall fell down, like, two weeks later. <laughs> He's like, yeah, business all right, but kind of, kind of, they slapped the place up pretty shoddily, you know? <laughs> did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844 844- 84FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Red Heat and Rage, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. George Kurtz will join us uh, momentarily. Game 7, Winnipeg Jets. We talked about it earlier. Road team has won four of the six hockey games yet. An incredibly uh, evenly matched uh, series. You know, there really is no such thing as momentum in the playoffs. That's the thing. Each game is different. It really is. Hockey is the one sport where momentum dies quick. Like, the, the Winnipeg Jets went in Saturday night, beat them 6-2, to two, slapped them around. They were basically made made Nashville look like a joke. And then Nashville goes into Winnipeg and makes them look like a joke. Winnipeg can't even get a shot on the damn power play. Pecorine standing on his head. And Winnipeg's, like, trying to play for their fans, doing hot dog passes. And they got burned, man. You said it. Sometimes being the home team is a disadvantage. You play for the fans. You don't well, play your... Well, we saw your the Pittsburgh tr- Penguins lose in yes. Game 7. You don't right? play... That's the problem is you get too fired up. 
you don't you don't do the little things anymore, and that's the thing. The attention to detail, the attention to detail in hockey, you got to do everything perfect. All these home teams are playing for the fans. The other team scores quick, boom, you're already in a hole. Um, you know, but unlike uh, unlike the the series uh, the other night in the Pittsburgh Penguins, which they were minus two hundred yeah. against the Washington Capitals, and I thought that was just way too high. This isn't too ridiculous with the Nashville Predators being sixty cents. Minus 155. 55, so a little Winnipeg action. Minus 155 right now. And George Kurtz uh, joins us uh, to talk game uh, seven. And, uh, George, here we are right now. They played six games. And, you know, it's been a pretty wild series. You know, low-scoring games, blowouts, just it's all over the place. Yet we've discovered after six games, uh, George, both teams have the same amount of shots, 177. And they both have the exact same amount of shot attempts at 338 when playing at uh, even strength, five on five. That's incredible. You know, maybe you know, if every game was like, you know, one nothing or something like that. But it's amazing to me that the games were so all over the place. And after six games, they both have the ex- exact amount of shots, 177, and the same amount of attempts, 338. Unbelievable, George Kurtz. Well, I think this has been sort of the series that we expected, right? Uh in my mind, probably the two best teams in the Western Conference. I'm not trying to knock Vegas here. Uh, much respect for what they've done this season. But Winnipeg and Nashville, and my, this should have been the conference finals, but the NHL and their great wisdom, how they schedule their playoff system, these two teams meet around early. Yeah, I think Winnipeg, for my money, has the best offense in the NHL, 1-9, to nine, maybe even 1-12. to 12. They can roll three lines. They can roll four lines. Nashville, the best defense. They go four deep, five deep. Uh, so that was the matchup I was looking for. But you mentioned it, game. These, these games happen all over the place. Some are low scoring, some of them blowouts, some are high scoring. And I wonder if that's because I know the Predators went to the finals last year, but that was their first deep run. You know, Winnipeg really hasn't done much of anything in the playoffs. This is their first season where they've been a threat. So I wonder if the inexperience has played a part in this. You know, it's, just, it's been strange to me. Pekka Renee's also been strange, up, down, at home, and on the road. Not like you never really know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, no, think about Pecorine, guys. Yeah, no, think that's the thing. Great point, George. Pecorine, I've never seen a goaltender like this. When he's bad, he's awful. Like, he gets pulled three times, and then you see the other game where he's, like, he's there before the puck, anticipating everything. That guy is the biggest hot and cold goalie that I've ever oh, seen. Very in this Raskish. Even, even more, yeah, Finnish guys, temperamental. They, they're, they're on fire, then they go ice cold. It's, it's a goaltender in my mind. Uh, outside of maybe quarterback in football, it's the most important position in sports. You're not going to win without one. And tonight, I'm curious to see what happens to either one of these goalies. Because Hellebuck's been a little up and down as well. I think he's been a little bit more yep. consistent than Renee, But he's been up and down. I wonder what happens early on, an easy one goes in. You know, how does that play on their mentality? Oh, God, here we go again. You know, I, I just blew the series for my team. So, uh, it's, it's true with every game. But I think the first goal tonight is massively important. I think Nashville will be the looser team. Uh, since they've come back, um, they're playing at home. They went seven to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. We talked about uh, Cam. We talked about body language early with the Raptors. I'm telling you, I didn't like what I saw from the Jets after the game the other night, yeah. in which they just sort of seemed devastated and shocked. They, they lost. Did. They were like stunned, as opposed to ah, we got one more. It's good. It's you know we've already won there. And Paul Maurice usually cracks jokes at the press conference, yeah. even when they're losing. I think like, he, he looked really pissed off. I think Winnipeg will be the tighter team coming in tonight, George. You mentioned it. Winnipeg doesn't have a lot of postseason experience. 
Um, this team gets into the playoffs. They, you know, no city wants it more as far as the rabidness of the fans uh, right now. It's a lot of pressure, and I think they let they let it get away from them the other night. I think Nashville's going to beat them tonight, guys. I would agree. I mean, you're in Smashville. That crowd's going to be gone, going completely nuts. I think sort of what you're hinting at is true. I think they blew the chance in Game Six. You were at home in an arena that's also nuts. Yeah, and you, you lost that game. You really didn't show up that game. You know, that game was really too easy for Nashville to win. I wonder if that just sucked everything. You know, all the air out of their, their balloon, the sails, whatever you want to call it. And I think they're going to have a hard time tonight. I think they're also going to press. You know, Nashville, oh, I wouldn't say they had a lot more experience, but they do have more. They were in the Cup Finals last year. I think they'll play better, a more constructive, controlled game where Winnipeg, I think it's going to try to open it up some and try and play a game that's probably not conducive to against Nashville. Winnipeg wants to carry the puck into the zone. Nashville will not let you do that. They, they want you to dump, and Winnipeg hasn't made that adjustment yet that Nashville's defense can stop that. Dump and chase and get that puck. I just don't know if Winnipeg is going to make that change in Game 7. Great point, George. When Nashville wants to play the old New Jersey trap, like they do it better than anybody. Like Winnipeg's power play, these guys look shocked, bewildered. They didn't even get a shot on net. It was absolutely nuts. But think about this one. If we're Gerard Gallant and Las Vegas sitting there right now, George, me, you, and Marenzi, what are we thinking? Would you guys, you think Overtime. Vegas would rather play Winnipeg or Nashville? Yeah, they want a game to go into tomorrow, but who would you rather play if you're Gerard Gallant in Vegas? Do they, does Vegas match up better against Winnipeg or Nashville in your opinion? Oh, I think that's a tough one. I said, first thing, uh, Gerard Gallant wants is about 16 overtimes tonight. This is two teams beat the <laughs> crap out of each other. <laughs> I mean, Might happen. They, they it actually could it. happen. Yes. <laughs> I would be. I want overtime. I'm greedy. I, I wanted more games seven. I was disappointed that uh, I didn't care who won Washington Pittsburgh, but I wanted Pittsburgh to win just because I wanted another game seven. So I want to see, you know, I want to see hockey go 3 a.m. Eastern time tonight, maybe longer than that. And that's what Gallant wants. I think it's sort of pick your poison. You know, I think if I had the choice, I'd probably rather play Winnipeg. You know, I think Nashville is a, the best overall team. It really depends on do you want to deal with Winnipeg's offense. You know, they have speed. They have, you know, they can play the physical game as well. Hellebuck is a good goalie. Nashville, you know that defense is going to be solid, and it does seem to be playing better. Not great, but better. And I would probably trust Renee a little more than Hellebuck, although not immensely now. But uh, really, the bottom line for Vegas, I think tonight, they, they just want to see these two teams kill each other, beat each other up, and go play as long as you like. Uh, the real question is, what about uh, what about the catfish? I brought it up earlier, <laughs> in which um, you know, they don't let you throw octopus on the ice anymore. Yeah. Uh, in Detroit, yet in Nashville, they're throwing massive catfish, <laughs> and the Tennessee Titans offensive linemen are like pouring beer down the poor catfish's mouth and stuff. Now, people are getting upset with the dead, uh, you know, the dead catfish getting abused. What's your take on this, George? Yeah, I think people need to get over it. Really? It's dead. Okay? It's, what, you'd be happy if we were eating it? As long as I, you, know, you can pour the beer in the catfish, fine. Don't be drinking the beer after that. You know, I heard some stories about that, too. They, you know, that's just, that's just completely gross for me. But, you know, people need to lighten up a little bit. I like the octopus being thrown in Detroit, catfish being thrown in Nashville. Great. As long as I'm not throwing a car, you know, I don't know whether they're throwing Winnipeg, whether they throw jet parts or throw an engine out there. But uh, I think that's great for the game. I don't know why they, they comp that down. <laughs> Jet parts. That's I imagine if you offered Cam a shot of uh, vodka through a catfish, you'd probably do it. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely would, Bressy. Yeah. Catfish are bottom feeders, though, but uh, yeah, I'd still do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. Hey, the, 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 they're, they're, they're dead. They're dead. Like, and, 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 oh, you can't bring a fish into a hockey. Uh, and that's like what that. separated the sport. Jet I love parts. You. I like that. Yeah, jet parts. You throw a wrench at the ref. 
<laughs> well, he's so Barry's the ref anyway. Uh, hey, if yeah, you're that's Philadelphia. Like, Delta, where they were having that, uh, you can throw for fan belts in there. Engine pump. That's what they do in Phil. That's what they do in Philadelphia. Batteries. Um, well, Philadelphia, they throw batteries at their own at their own players. They don't care. So. Um, what about in the East uh, right now? The Washington Capitals get it done. They finally slay the beast of Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. The Penguins have eliminated them two straight playoffs and, and more in the past, obviously. This Capitol team sort of playing with house money ever since they came back from being down 0-2. Holtby's on fire. On the road uh, at that, you know, losing the first two games at home since the goaltending change with Holtby. Uh, you know, Holtby's been playing well. You know how do you, how do you think they match up? Should be a fun series uh, with some goals, I would imagine. Watch this series be one nothing yeah. <laughs> uh, every game. But you got two uh, high powered teams going against each other, pretty similar teams as well. What's your take on the Capitals and the Lightning? I don't think we're giving Barry Trotz and the Capitals as much credit as they deserve. Now you've mentioned they lost the first two games to Columbus. Uh, they started Phil Grubauer and net, and then Trotz made the switch to uh, Braden Holpe. Great move. Holpe has woken up. He said he's practicing hard and going back to his old routine. Whatever. It's working. But they beat, they beat Pittsburgh. They had to lose. Remember, they lost game one. The, I thought the worst thing that could happen to them was the way they lost game one. They had a lead, and they choked it up. And they lost to Pittsburgh again. I mean, first thing I was thinking was, here we go again. They can't beat Pittsburgh. Lost nine of the last ten series to the Penguins. They so think it's over. They come back and win that. They won game six with no Nichols Backstrom. No Tom Wilson. What you think his hits are legal? He's a dirty player, scumbag, whatever. You know, he's a big part of that team. And John Carlson was banged up, too, and they still won that game. I have immense respect for what Washington did to get that monkey off their backs. I, I love it. Problem is, I wonder once again if that was their Stanley Cup. You know, and they're so happy to beat Pittsburgh, and now maybe not quite there against Tampa, who I do think is the best team in the East. I think Tampa Bay wins the series. I think it's going to be a good series. I think what you said is also true. Probably not the greatest hockey you don't want to see. A lot of one nothing, two one games. You know, a little, uh, a lot of clutching, grabbing, a little maybe boring. Not the wide open that we'd like to say that Pittsburgh and Washington at some point, at some point in the series was. I like Tampa in the series though. They've had so much rest, and you know Vasilevsky was crying about it in March how he was tired. He's got plenty of the rest in the playoffs as they keep eliminating teams in four and five. I got Tampa in six. Yeah, no, George. And the crazy thing about Tampa too is. And we really even seen their best hockey. Like Stamkos was a ghost for the first part of that series with Boston, right? And then you look at these guys, Kalorn and all the other guys, Gordy, all the like there's Tampa Bay, when you look at them, and sometimes even their stars aren't good. They got so many role players and they picked up JT Miller from the Rangers. He's fit in there and Basil. Like everything about Tampa Bay, I wouldn't be surprised. You bring up a great point. Washington beating Pittsburgh, usually in sports, that's a bad thing. Hey, we slayed the Dragon, but now I think they're walking into a bee's nest with Tampa Bay because their best players aren't even their best players. If they wake up, they might murder these guys. Absolutely. Kucherov, they came on late, but they didn't do much in the first yeah, like, 10 games exactly. of the playoffs, 8 games of the playoffs. I think Stamkos might be nursing an injury. He did get hurt late in the regular season. I think he's healthy enough to play, but he's not Stamkos. You know, so I think that could be an issue there. But once again, it's the, it's the secondary scoring, and we're seeing it throughout the NHL. If you have it, you're dangerous. You know, hell, the Vegas Golden Knights, that's all they have is secondary scoring. They really don't have any main guys. You know, they don't have any big name stars. So it's, all, it's everybody competing. It's everybody giving you that secondary scoring that makes you dangerous because the defense can't just load up on Stan Coast, Kucherov. You've got to worry about Cologne, Braden Point. Uh, Andres Palat has come back now. He's scoring goals. It makes them extremely dangerous. What do you think about uh, what if you were going to futures right now? If you're throwing it down, Morency, I was going to ask you guys one team. Do you have uh, 
Tampa Bay, George, is they, are they in your one hole right now, to, like even over Vegas or over Winnipeg or over Nashville? If you were going to bet on one team to win the Stanley Cup right now at current odds, uh, is Tampa Bay your team? You know, coming in, it, it was Nashville. You know, I really thought Nashville was the best overall team. Loved their defense. Renee probably going to win the uh, Vesna Trophy offense. I wouldn't call it a top three, top five offense, but it's good. But, you know, they, they sort of, you know, we're old enough to remember the, the movie RoboCop. And, uh, and seeing the beginning where the bad guy, you know, all the bad guys are shooting the robot before he becomes Robocop, they're like toying with them. And then finally the guy goes, all right, that's enough, enough fun's over. That's how I thought Nashville played against Colorado. You know, they waited until game five and they, you know, shot him in the head. All right, so it's done. But then they started doing the same thing against Winnipeg. Hard for me to trust this team right now. With Tampa, they had an easier road. You know, you got the Devils. That was sort of a gimme. You know, Boston had no, played a tough seven-game series against uh, I guess the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they may have been a little banged up going in. They took care of business there. But I think Tampa has, the, has had the easier road, but they're doing what we expect them to do. Nashville hasn't. And I think whoever plays Vegas, it's going to be a rough series there. I switched to Tampa. I think Tampa brings home the cup. I've been on the fed. You know, I look at this. I picked Nashville before coming into this, you know but me and Cam You were on Tampa, Tampa for a long time. Yeah, to win it, the East. That's what I'm East, saying, and then now they're back. Like it's, they are back, but I, I have a hard time trusting Vasilevsky yeah. to actually go all the way and win the Cup. They're close, but I imagine they probably beat Washington. Washington's banged up. That's a big yeah, problem. And as George man. stated... You know, maybe it's it's you know it's hard to say it's a letdown going you know playing in a yeah. series that's going to the Stanley Cup and the winner goes to the Cup. But after beating Pittsburgh, yes. maybe that was sort of the peak. And right I, yeah, there. Now you know sports when you beat that team, you usually beat you you run out of gas. Tampa's usually. on a mission as well. Yes, they are. You know, <laughs> Tampa's uh, Tampa's been a very good team for for a while and fallen short. It's going to be interesting, but you know, you talked about on the futures camp. It's not like one team really is just head and you, shoulders above. No, it. you can make throw dart any. You like, can talk Tampa. Uh, you yeah. can't discount Vegas. You can make a case for any team left. You know, you can't discount Vegas. No, you can't. Mark Andre Fleury is playing the best damn goal of his uh, of his life. This guy, I don't even know what a nine fifty one save percentage. He's standing on his head. It's crazy. Yeah, it has been. Uh, it's uh, Winnipeg Jets right now minus one fifty five total five and a half. Vegas, George, it's unbelievable that they're here. And, <laughs> yes. You know, you mentioned it. I think they match up well against either one of these teams, but I think they match up better with Winnipeg as well. You know, not, Vegas rely on their team speed. Yep. And Nashville are an extremely fast team. Not that Winnipeg aren't, but no, Winnipeg are just a little bit more. And Nashville could shut you down more, I think. When I look like even a Buffalo's an offensive defenseman, I trust the the pack of Nashville guys a lot more, not to panic. I'll tell you what, though, George, if the Winnipeg Jets do win tonight, you expect to see literally like five to 7,000 people from Winnipeg go to Las Vegas for these games. <laughs> Tickets are so expensive uh, in Winnipeg, and people like going to Vegas anyways. Yeah. They literally had 7,000 people go last time they played there, and now in the playoffs it'll be the same thing. Portuguese told, Joe told me his buddy had nosebleeds, over 1,000 bucks for the worst seat in the house. Like, it's, it's insane for, exactly. like, a dump. What I, I want to you... see is this. If the Jets win and they, they go into Vegas, I want to see how the Golden Knight in the pregame ceremony, how do you slay a Jet? Yeah, and what's the Statue of Liberty going to do? Yeah, what's the Statue of Liberty going to do? They had uh, the Statue of 
The Statue yeah. of Liberty outside of New York, New York, had a shark in its hand. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for, for the sharks. Yeah, yeah it's a good, good point. No, huh? they do. Maybe they have something like in, in something like moving in a plane and he gets ejected and then the night just kills him while he gets uh, ejected with the parachute. But oh, that's that thinking too much. Yeah, that's the only, that's the only, George, that's the only thing I could come up with. Uh, the guy would have to be ejected from the jet, then slain. And what are they going to smash in, in Nashville? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good Like point. they're smashing a jet right now because they're playing the Jets. You know, yeah. in Nashville outside, they smash something. The fans well, get a hammer. Like a, uh, a, a night, you know, from the, from the old English kind. The guy being armored and all that. Yeah, jousting. Yeah, real fight. Yeah, yeah, Drunk jousting. I was thinking you'd get like a replica of the strip. <laughs> Screw you, Luxor. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, George. Thanks, George. Anytime, guys. George Kurtz, Roto expert, hockey. George does it all. Baseball, football, of course. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. I agree with the gentleman. Leave the cop killer in jail. Yep. Game time decisions, red heat and rage. You know what? Coming into the tournament, my pick was Patrick Cantlay, 50 to 1. Damn right it was, buddy. Yeah, no, he's in, he's he's he. We have two members of the six pack tied for uh, the lead right now. Alex Noren and Patrick Cantley. I'd love to see Cantley like put up a seven or eight under and stuff, man. It would be nice to have one of our guys win, Morenzi. I'm really due for a big payday. Freaking Kisner. Kisner's killing our DFS. Like all our guys. Look at Stenson three under. All these guys we talked about. Grio three under. Like they're all doing well. Cantley six under. Noren. Kisner, man. Five over. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Fowler, he's one over. Justin Thomas actually didn't have a great first round either. He's one over. And Jordan Spieth, a, guy, a lot of guys uh, like Spieth, three over. So some of these guys have to do work, and it's very scary, Gabe. We didn't talk enough about Dustin Johnson when we were putting our DraftKings teams together and because uh, he just never plays that much anymore. You know what I mean? He, he, I know. Dustin Johnson's one of these guys. He he's, was sort of he's starting. No, he's, he's enjoying life, though, now. Like him and Paulina are like, you know, they're going on their little vacation. They're doing their thing. Like he doesn't play every week. So you forget about him, and you forget about his current form, but – that's the thing about Dustin Johnson. Okay, well, you know, I'm just going to tee it up. Like, that guy does not get rattled. Nothing bothers him, and boom, he puts, puts up a, a smooth 66, six under in the first round. Webb Simpson, that's a little bit of a shock. Yeah, nothing that, bothers him. Bothers Dustin Johnson. Him, but at the same point in time, he also doesn't get fired up enough. No, he, he's a weird guy. Like, he's just very like, He does seem docile. Like exactly. Like, he sometimes never per, like, puts, uh, puts the hammer down. Like, that guy is basically, that's, my buddy told me a long time ago, and he was a professional golfer, Gabe, he goes, golfers are two things. He goes, they're really, really smart or really, really stupid people. Like, there's nobody in between. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just one of those things. That's what he used to tell me. He goes, like, some of the guys I know on tour are, like, absolute dopes. Like, they don't know anything about anything, and other guys are really, really bright. But he goes, there's no middle ground. You're either bright or stupid. But anyway, Dustin Johnson's a guy, I don't think he, he doesn't give a shit about anything. He just goes out there and plays golf, and nothing rattles his cage. But we'll see. I would love to see Patrick Cantlay win, buddy. We get a nice payday. 
win a couple grand, actually. That's a good chunk of change. Six under through 13 right now. All right, so well, David Price uh, said he will make his uh, next start. David Price will make his uh, next start Saturday in Toronto, of all places, actually. Oh, yes, yes. I will be honest. I you know I thought that the Toronto Blue Jays were cheaping out and not re-signing David Price after the fact, but David Price isn't worth $220 no, he's not. Million, whatever. I no, mean, he's not. His arm's already falling apart right now. Boston had the money to pay him. They have to compete with the Yankees. Whole different story. No, you, you can't pay for that. The Blue Jays, though, it's kind of interesting. They're absolutely cheaping out Morency, but they've had good starts to the guys that's like kind of taken off the scrap heap. Like Curtis Granderson's off to a great start. He's fitting well in the clubhouse. All the guys like him. Kevin Pillar started. He's he's playing pretty good. Like even Jaime, Jaime Garcia is like a fifth starter getting it done again. No. It's, it's just one of those things that they're playing no, average ball and they don't Price, have to pay guys. Price has rubbed people the wrong way in Boston because he yes. makes so much money. He's given up hits in big spots or yep. he's been hurt. And um, I'm going to ask you uh, right now, when I tell you that David Price says that he will stop playing Fortnite at the stadium. He will stop playing a Fortnite? Fortnite. So he says, uh, you know, he plans to make his next start and uh, he'll stop playing Fortnite at the ballpark. How much is a Fortnite? What's a Fortnite? Uh, that's... It's a song. He's not going to play oh, the song. No, Fortnite is like a term from medieval times for like a week, isn't it? Like how many? It's a video. It's game. a video game. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry, Florio. Fortnite. I'm like that's like a. a He's video. got a minor case of carpal tunnel syndrome. syndrome. He's playing vids all night. Oh my god. And he admits to playing this video game Fortnite. It's called Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> he's got finger cramps. Yeah, he plays oh this game God. at all hours. He admits to playing up so to three he's not hours. A, he's not a drunk. He's hooked on video games. He says he only plays three hours a day. That sounds like BS. Yeah, you know, that's like a gambler or a drinker. Yeah, exactly. They never tell the truth. Yeah, I had a couple beers today. No, you didn't. You drank a case. Yeah, yeah. And so, I saw uh, that vodka on the side, too. Yeah. No, nah, honey, I didn't lose all the money. Yeah, yeah, you did. From three hours usually so means three, he's putting thinking, all. put triple that. Yeah, I'm thinking put, nine. He's putting all of his spare time into playing video games. That's gonna go over. Florio well. knew he's like a Fortnite's a game. I have no. I have, you play Fortnite, uh, Florio. I don't even know no, what Fortnite I, looks I, like. I, I, I have no. I, but I know a lot of people who do. It is a. It's a battle royal game. You start each game with a hundred people. You could play with a, a solo, duo, or with four people on the team, and your goal is to be the last person left. What you just beat up people. It, like what? what weapons, like I said, I've never played what? it, but yeah, you have you collect different <laughs> weapons and stuff as you run around the map. It's a very big map. Prob- probably, probably with like knights and stuff like yeah, that. That's or? what I would think if it's a uh, Fortnite. I'll meet you next Fortnite. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Fortnite sounds like we talked about whatever the Vegas ha- Golden Knights whatever jousting. To, whatever happened to watching porn on a computer? <laughs> But I better, you know, really. I know. This guy playing Fortnite. <laughs> You're right, Norm Ratsy. As, as crazy as that sounds, think about how quick you got to be with those triggers on those uh, consoles. Like, oh, yeah. like we're getting older now. Like, like, my hand hurts. My hand. Oh, yeah. I watch you and me. Like, my hands are killing me sometimes from clicking and doing things well, and dude. whatever. So he's got to throw a damn baseball. It's actually my your wrist. That's why I got to get back into playing guitar on a daily basis. You know, strength, strengthen them up. Playing that speed metal, man. Your arm wants to fall off, dude. Your wrist and stuff, yep. it's extremely hard, man. It's 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So carpal tunnel, same thing, man. You pull tendons and stuff. Yeah. Not a good idea for a baseball pitcher to be doing exactly. this. Exactly. And imagine you're, like, you talked about it. You're a Like, good if you're playing that much, then it's a problem where you're actually, your fingers are becoming deformed it, it, around yeah. the joystick. It sounds nuts. And as you get older, you know things get harder. Like, think about it. If you, you're in a metal band, think about playing the shredding when you do with arthritis or something like that in the hands. It would absolutely kill, man. Well, you wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's not a good move for him playing video games that much. As dumb as it sounds, it's stupid. <laughs> it is. Fortnite. You're right. <laughs> what are people do? A lot of people love playing vids, though. I just, not me. Well, this Tiger Woods uh, got his first ever career eagle today. Really? Hard to believe. Tiger Woods has never had an eagle before. At the TP, at TPC Sawgrass? Yeah. Or, really? TPC Sawgrass, uh, ninth hole. Really? Tiger wow. gets first career eagle. Well, where's he sitting right now? That's the question. I'm trying to look for uh, Tiger right now. I only have my guys listed that I have money on in the, in the script here. Let's see what we got here, Tiger. Tiger is one under through 13, tied with Patrick Reed, T58. So, yeah, you know what? That's, that's okay. He's under par. Not horrible. No, it's average. That's T58. Yeah, it's one, one under. Mixed bag. We'll see what happens there. But I'd uh, six unders leading right now. Well, the, 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 the course was made way too easy today, too. Like, there was no win. Nothing's happening there. You wait till this course will fight back. We're not, I, I, I can't see the winner of the tournament going, like, minus 24 or something like that. That's absolutely nuts. Probably it'll be closer to, like, 14 or 15, I'm thinking. Like, six under in a fifth major there, that's, that's a pretty good scoring game. Do you remember we were talking about uh, the NCAA tournament? and The basketball uh, tournament? Yeah, and yeah. how... Um, there were going to be all these big arrests and all these programs. Yeah, you're going to get, get shut down. Yeah. And the coaches were in trouble, and there were wiretaps. Whatever happened to that? What's Arizona's coach doing? Suing ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's doing. Oh, he, it's on. And he still got his job. Nobody paid a price. Like there, there was no collapse. There was no major anything. Yeah, nothing's been. Yeah, you're right. It just disappeared. So I, I have no idea what's going on there. Uh, now I see one of my favorites, Condoleezza Rice, is uh, in the news because, of course, Condoleezza Rice uh, was in charge of uh, taking a look into uh, into the uh, college basketball uh, situation for the NCAA. She was in charge of, uh, of it. Okay. I don't know how this lady keeps getting jobs, Cam. Like I really don't. I mean, she's also a member of Augusta and like everywhere. Like she's she, she's got a lot of good things going on, dude. She. She so-called forgot that she got a memo that Bin Laden was going to attack. It's kind of a big thing to forget. Yeah. Like in that's, in, that's insane. Like it's really, really one of the biggest blunders in the history, history of administrations the world. Yeah. in which, you know, well, I don't want to get into that aspect of this, but the fact like that, that just sort of gets like same with uh, the Colin Powell. Colin Powell was the one who convinced everybody there was weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, which there clearly was not. Yeah, Colin Powell gets treated like a hero. Yeah. The guy lied to the world. He lied to the world, yet he's a hero. Like Condoleezza Rice, basically, watch her testimony. I don't recall that. Well, you don't recall getting a cable saying that an imminent attack from Bin Laden is coming? It's kind of your freaking job, right? But somehow now, you know, like you said, let her play golf at, uh, at Augusta for the rest of her life, and um, she's on the college. She was on the college football uh, playoff committee. Yeah, like, that's the thing. <laughs> Where do you get like, these why, gigs? Why, why is, like, Where's the correlation? Because you played golf at Stanford. Yeah, that's I, another thing. It's one of these. Uh, I don't understand. Like you're on the college football committee. Why? Because you were a 
bad, bad secretary of state or secretary of defense or whatever the hell you were. A lot of people thought she was uh, with George Bush, but that's another point, uh, another story. Uh, that's why, like, when Kanye West said uh, you know, George Bush uh, hates black people, I'm like, no, no, he loves Condi, trust me. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, like, how Condoleezza Rice is yeah, somehow the- this beacon of, and, like... Ambassador to the sport? Yeah, listen, she made a mistake. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not here to bury uh, bury her. But, you know, through my eyes, she should be viewed as someone who's incompetent. Yet she's viewed as some sort of genius that gets hired and paid big money to be on these boards and all these other things. So Condoleezza Rice looked into college basketball. And, um, you know... Everything's going to be fine now. No, she didn't find anything. Not a crumb. <laughs> Not a crumb? Okay. <laughs> Everything's fine the way that it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said it, buddy. What? Sweep it under? Forget about it? Don't worry about well, it. Well, you know your what? Tea, your tea off at 640, Miss Rice. I do believe. Yeah. I do believe that the news reports were correct. Like I, I do believe that there, there is all this corruption. I think all those payments happen. For sure. I think that the worst of the worst and there's stuff that we don't even know about. But I think ultimately the NCAA and the universities won the battle and made it go away. For sure. I think they were powerful. It's bigger. Enough. It's bigger than any. Like next to, like, dude, all these they're schools, unstoppable. They're public institutions. Of course they are. Yes. So basically, every U.S. senator and stuff. You're yeah. a senator. You're you're a senator in Kansas. Yeah. You want the Kansas yeah. Jayhawks get yeah. messed with? I want the Arizona. Come on, go Cats! Like yeah, yeah exactly. Like, man, you're not going to ruin these programs. A, it's basically a collective yeah. of very powerful lobbyist donors. Congressmen, senators, House representatives, very powerful people. Deep pockets. Um, exactly. Uh, you know, and really, you're going to upset this train because whatever. A couple of kids got $110,000. Got to tell you. So I think ultimately, a couple of the coaches, like poor uh, the rifleman Chuck Pearson. Yeah. He got. Yeah, no, yeah. That's the thing. They'll take a couple guys down, but they won't. Uh, yeah. Some, some yeah, of the big wigs no, get no, to exactly. keep their jobs. So they'll put Chuck yeah. in jail for a year, whatever. But they're not going to take down the institution. Uh, that is college basketball. Exactly. And we saw it was a battle, and uh, college basketball won. Of course they did. The NCAA always wins games. They do. They are so powerful. It's like you, you can't mess with them. Just even think. And, and, and it's the best. Like, we've talked about this forever. Like, how many players go on to the pros? There's a guy working at a grocery store, low-end job. It's like it's like the enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I was I was a point guard with Louisville. Now I'm now I'm gonna pick you up at your house and take never, it to the airport. I never thought you know? that was a good uh, campaign. A good, yeah. The NCAA helps sell. us get jobs. Well, I think it's good for enterprise. Not for the kids. Not for the employees. But no. Basically, you're saying if you're an NCAA athlete, you're gonna end up working at Enterprise after. <laughs> exactly. Renting yeah, cars to people. Exactly. Here are my keys. I really, you were great in Tulane, man. Remember that game where you put up uh, four touchdowns? Yeah, no, it's a problem. It's it, it's a big problem. And you said it. I man. actually had a male flight attendant on a plane once that was a defensive back for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Really? Yeah, because I had Michigan gear on. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm a Golden Gopher? Yeah, and he said, oh, Golden Gopher. I said, really? He goes, no, no, I played there. And uh, he even brought up that he won there once. I, he told me there was like the first time Minnesota had won there in a long time. And he's telling me it was his career highlight and stuff, winning a game at Michigan. Now he's uh, serving you drinks on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the thing about the NCAA. What is, what is the commercial still that still Jer- get better deals uh, than me on vacation? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What did Jerry Rice say? How many remember because he does a commercial for the NCAA? Was it two percent of all people who are NCAA athletes actually go to the pros? It's uh, yeah, one percent. Yeah, one or two percent. I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically what he oh, said. Oh, it's football. Yeah. I'm talking two percent. Yeah, I, I think that's total. It's, it's um, only seven percent of high school football players play NCAA football, and only two percent of NCAA football players make it to the, the NFL. NFL. That's low. Yeah. So it's the your percentage is, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's tough. You're better off just being like Condoleezza Rice, screwing yeah. up <laughs> and deciding which teams are going to play. That's the best though. So they put her in charge, and you, there was all that you said it. There were so many stories. Remember, Gabe? Like we we were talking to, to basketball guys. This guy, that guy. Who who got sold that? You're right, Chuck Person. Chuck yeah. Burst, yeah. So he was the scapegoat for all this. So you're telling me they have stories that have already been produced. We have names, and she couldn't find one crumb. This is somebody that say, hey, Condoleezza, let, let's make this problem go away. I will see you at the golf course in the morning. You know, the um, AHL uh, playoffs are going on right yep. now. Uh, goaltender made 94 saves, Kim. <laughs> 94 saves? Stopped 94 of 95 shots. Seriously? Yeah, Alex Lyon. Oh, the uh, uh, Philadelphia yeah. Phantoms? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because he's the he, they called him up uh, the Flyers. He played for the Flyers for a significant uh, now amount of time. Now it's the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Lehigh Valley against the uh, Charlotte Checkers. Ooh, the Charlotte Checkers. Yeah. So what happened? The Marlies got knocked yeah, out? Yeah, that's the thing, buddy. You know about the city. Can't get all the, the way. Mar- the Marlies yeah, they're were the rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My buddy went to a game. He's like, I can't believe it, man. The Marlies are going to lose to Utica. Like, what the hell's going on here? Like, what is it about Toronto? Like, let's just call it out for what it is. We're just saying the city's cursed. It's it's cursed. You can win at something, but you're never gonna get over the top. Except for the Canadian Football League, you were an underdog at one, and the soccer team has won a championship. MLS, MLS. You yeah. know the PF- MLS was PFC. pretty big, but it's not the same. No, let's it's not the same. It's I, not I, the same. No, you need a, a Raptor championship, a Leaf championship, like Blue Jays. Like, sorry, no, no, I've come to the conclusion of the Toronto Raptors. They're not are winning a lot like my Buffalo Bills. They're not winning it. The Bills. No, I'm, Dude, gonna make, I'm 47 years old. I'm gonna make you a bet. I'll be dead. It's That's never yeah. happening. No, like, no, I've accepted it. No. I will never see the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl, and I will never see the Toronto Raptors win a. Uh, they're not. They're never winning the NBA title. I was remember we do these uh, bets, but remember we had before with the Leafs and Pittsburgh Pirates in our old uh, show, Marenzi. I'm going to lay it out right now. Let's do a bet for fun. I think the Buffalo Bills will win a Super Bowl before the Raptors win an NBA championship. We're both going to be dead, but I think the Bills will get it done first. <laughs> and I don't know who's going to verify this. Somebody can put it on our gravestones uh, who won the bet. Right, let's be real. The Leafs are probably never winning. Um, I think <laughs> I want to be positive, but no. In this the city, Leafs, it's The Leafs have good players. Yeah, but they're still not tough enough. They're not there yet. Uh. They're not there. Paul Pierce said it. Yeah. You're just not ready, Toronto. I, I don't know what the forefathers did here, but you guys did some bad stuff, man. Because this place got some voodoo going yeah, on. Bad juju. I went to McDonald's with somebody last night. They asked me why to take 15 minutes. I said, because you're in downtown Toronto. <laughs>